I typed in what's like, is it what is? Yeah. What's the first thing that came up as a suggestion? What's your poo telling you? Yeah. <laughs> of course I'm looking for that. It's a, yeah. good, it's a good question. So when you clicked on what your poo's telling you, what was it telling I you? I did not look at that. Right. I don't know what poo is telling anyone. I think it was saying shit happens. <laughs> it's true. All right. Are we ready for the magic? <laughs> everyone welcome to sneaky dragon my name is david dedrick i'm ian boothby and today i guess we didn't promise this my idea was that i was going to be promising for like a month that we we're going to have guests that our final contest winner was going to show up right and then it would keep canceling you've been making a lot and of then, empty promises and then <laughs> i am full of those you promised right before the show that uh, are you ready for the magic yeah that's what you said just a couple of seconds sure. ago it's like so i think folks, i think we've heard irony before no no i'm hmm? gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna you're gonna stick to that? that are you ready yeah okay yeah is your card the Queen of Hearts. It is. Done. Thank you very much. It's right on the window. No one can see it because it's obviously a podcast, but Ian, earlier today, I guess he put it on the window. Very good. Very magical. Thank you. Uh, no, we have two guests with us. We have Crystal and Ryan. We forgot to introduce ourselves before the show started, so I'm, I'm just going to pat myself in the back for having a memory. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> our final winners of our Come and Eat With Us contest that uh, we held for over three years. I think that's how long it took for yep. us to actually, from when we announced it to when we actually drew Our the Our lawyers names. really had to work through there was that. A lot, there was a lot of issues with contracts and negotiations and, uh, whoop, something wrong? No, no, we're, uh, I'm, I'm just being notified by my wife of yep. Star Wars plans for Oh, you. okay, good, okay. Because I'm kind of on tenterhooks about that too. We are planning to go and see The Last Jedi tonight if we can find out. Now, a... when you're saying tenterhooks, do you mean uh, as in you're looking forward to it or yes. are you worried about it? No. Well, both, I guess. Okay, Ted sounds is, good. It's, it was, seemed to be very up in the air. I got to be very rude. And people were um, people were buying tickets for this months months ago, right? People were were planning ahead, and uh, that's no fun because you know why do you want to plan ahead to see a movie? You just it, movies should be you just say to your friends, you go, hey, we should go see a movie, and then everyone goes, yeah, let's bundle into a car, and then we're going to drive to this movie, and then we're going to see it. Mm-hmm. Is that what's going to happen? We'll see. <laughs> We'll talk about it uh, uh, while we eat. We've got guests. Oh talk to our guests. I was sort of talking. I was I was vamping there. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. All right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, and this is completely rude, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to set our Star Wars plans tonight. Okay. Uh, we can get... All right. No one's going to hear this on here, and they're not going to swarm the theater that we're thinking of going to. That's right. But there's a place in North Van that we always get into that no one ever goes to. Okay. Okay. We can get into that one probably, but you can't pick the seats. It's just a proper theater. Okay. Just going to go. We're probably going to get in. Okay. That's what we're going to try and do. Okay. Moving on. Back to our guests. Sure. Hey. <laughs> well, I... I'm sure you were happy when we drew the names uh, on episode 300. And uh, after your three-year wait, you guys were wondering, will we win? <laughs> Who will win this contest? My favorite Is that part... podcast still on the air? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Are they still doing? Yeah, well... uh, that's why you came down. You actually didn't want to see the show. Yeah. You were just going to confront us. When the fuck is this stupid is this contest show happening? Where they review Hunger Games movies. <laughs> Are those still going on? Hungry for Hunger Games. I love that podcast. Sure. But what was really great, I felt, about that little draw was that everyone who won was in, in the audience. And those who, who didn't win had been guests for the show before, so they yeah. didn't want to come on. They thought, oh, we already went through this experience. This is not that great, guys. And we skewed the draw by putting two names in as a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> you did. And, uh, so you're you... a couple for spoiler. Yes. We've just found out we just something. Found out. <laughs> nice. All right. I like it. Uh, do you know which, which mic uh, they are? 
I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I guess the mic I'm that just isn't, gonna, that just isn't plugged it, in. I'm gonna turn it on. <laughs> Is it make this? It's the, it should be this mic. Okay, mic cool, three. cool. I was just gonna turn right. it up a little bit. There you go. How Since are they sounding? Way, now? way off mic. All right, say something really great. Just yeah, just be really funny. Just compliment Dave. Here, go. <laughs> you have lovely eyes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. It's, I feel like it's not really a feature that people appreciate about me. So I appreciate that. Thanks. Not typically on a podcast, no. No, no, no. no. That's why I always have a picture of my eyes on every uh, when for every uh, episode. That's a really sweet thing to say, unless the person's a serial killer who collects eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unless they're a serial killer who collects eyes. Yeah, you know, like the yeah, Eye Man. That character, the character from Mindhunter. Oh, who's that? I remember that? him. You just said him, the Eye Man. <laughs> His actual name was Pat. He's the Eye Pat. <laughs> See? How's this work live? Pretty good, huh? Can't just turn it off now, huh? Yeah, you're in it. You're in it for an hour. <laughs> Suckers. The magic was promised. It's being delivered. It sure is. Now, uh, now with the eating thing, we're going to take you afterwards to a meal. Uh, but because you don't trust the meal, you've brought snacks. Different. Yeah. All right. So let's do the snacks uh, portion of the show. Can I also just say... You can say whatever you want. That it's they, your show. That they have shirts that show their preferences... Oh, Ryan okay. says That's... video games, right. and Crystal says board games. Is that an actual true thing that you prefer video games? Do you prefer board games, or is this just... We both like both, but definitely he likes video games more. I like board games more. Okay, what's your favorite board game? Lords of Waterdeep. You weren't going to guess that one. <laughs> I was not. I was hoping it would be one I knew. How much reading do I have to do to play that game? None. No, oh, I... that's not well, true. I was told that about Catan, and I was reading We don't have to an read hour. anything for Catan? For Catan?! Oh man, a, you got to make a life choice. Okay, you got to you got to play with someone who's played it before. Yeah, did you? Well, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was yes, a mistake. I did, yes, I did play no, it with someone, I, but there were so many rules. There's no the rules. Thief kept stealing my ore. Yeah, yeah, that happens. <laughs> anyway, okay, go. it's a fun game. Look, Although one. very frustrating. All right, it's almost as bad as risk. Anyway, back to the snacks. <laughs> back to snacks. Um, Reese's Pieces cookies, chocolate chip cookies, and uh, mocha oat balls. Sweet lord! Wait, can we call them snowballs and pretend there's no oats? <laughs> Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. They're, now, they're uh, mostly oats. now, are you going to be eating these with us, or are we just taking the chance? Oh, I'll eat one. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not I'm... a matter of distrust. Okay, you're going with the ball. I'm going to go with the Reese's Pieces cookie. You know, it's just it might I'm... be funny for someone to like put some sort of drugs into say a cookie and then oh. see and how then the show goes. That's right. <laughs> That's... And see how the show goes. <laughs> Trippy. Well, these are really good. Okay, <laughs> what goes into the oat balls besides oat? Coffee, chocolate, vanilla, sugar, butter. Oh, these are wicked. Thank you. Yeah, these are wicked good. Oh, man. I'm sorry that our audience has to listen to us eat because it's one of the grossest things, and I hate it in a podcast. But, my God, it tastes like mm -hmm. hot chocolate well, that has been left. Should more, maybe a mocha more because it has coffee in it? No, it's not too mocha-y, oh, really? though good hot chocolate you should add a little bit of coffee to anyway. Really? Yeah, not for flavor, but it just makes it more chocolatey. Mm. Um, but this tastes like, yeah, like a solidified hot chocolate. This is really nice. Thank you. How much Except cold. <laughs> How much coffee should you add? Just like a spoonful, a little cookie. small spoonful. Mm. It just brings the flavor up. It's mm. like with a spaghetti sauce, you add a little bit of sugar to the tomatoes, and mm -hmm. it brings the tomatoes up, but it doesn't really sweeten it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this has been Recipe Talk. Good tips. <laughs> Come on, everyone. This is, uh, this is um, hot chocolate season, so it's good to know. Mm -hmm. this, you know, It's a nice thing to, before you go out to the shop to edit your podcast, and you make yourself a hot mug of, a hot mug, a mug of hot chocolate in a hot mug. <laughs> it's better to heat your mug before you put it in the hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, make a couple little tiny mugs for the chickens. <laughs> a couple out, of tiny, tiny mugs for the chickens. Yeah. Yep. 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 Then they lay a boiled egg. <laughs> Adorable. A chocolate egg. Eh, it's all good. Anyway, how are you guys doing? 
Just got, I so, got dismissed again. So that was, and where do you get your board games? Where's your local board game place? Uh, in Surrey Central Mall, there's a uh, game shop called Craving for a Game, run by a f- fabulous guy called, named Buck, and he's awesome. He cool. rents out board games and he'll let you, he'll teach you in store and let you play as long as you want. Wow. Okay. So what's it called again, Surrey? Craving for a Game. Craving and for now a Game. They know that they got plugged is... on this show, yep. so they should give you a discount. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Good luck. And if you're in Berkeley, <laughs> go to Games of Berkeley, where our friend Branwyn Bigglestone actually owns a damn game shop. Co-owner. And that's an amazing game shop there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So this is all our game plugs. <laughs> that's all we know for games. <laughs> I have played, uh, for like m- modern games, I've played Prisoners of... No, sorry. What is it called? Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that has... Settlers in a relationship. <laughs> People will just get in a relationship and settle. settle for it. <laughs> How and much then, compromise do you want to make? <laughs> and the sequel, Prisoners of Catan. Prisoners of Catan. That's where I was seem to be going there. Prisoners of Gravity. And then there's another one that's like um, Carcassonne. Is that a, mm-hmm. is that a name? Mm-hmm. Did I just make that up? Nope, it's a game. That's fun as well. Yep. It is. We have that one. And then I was over at a uh, former guest, Heather Gilbraith. Hi, Heather. Uh, and she had a, a fun game that you... It was like... Um, I can't remember what it was called. I think it had an O as the first word. Of the, the, and then it was like... You would make these little paths and you had to follow them with your pieces. And other people would lay down other tiles with paths on them. And then you would have to also follow their path if it, if you, it fell in front of you. And then you would eventually, you would just either you'd fall off the board or you'd smash into someone. And, and there had to be one person left. That was the idea of the game. And so it's quite fun. I wish I knew the type. I wish I knew the, the name of the game. I played a game. But I was really Shane drunk. Shane McCarthy, was who yep. was former guest of the show, former guest of the show, inventor of the Transformer Drift. Nice. Uh, and uh, he he when he was visiting, he got a game from a local game shop up this and uh, up the street, and it had there was so, some sort of uh, thing that you put in the middle of the table. What was it called? It was the thing that you put in the middle of the table. What was the game called? It was I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm oh, okay. leading up to. I was don't it know what spin the bottle? Uh, yeah, we just made out. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so uh, it was this thing you put in the middle of the table, yep. you grab, and you had to do some things, and then if something happened card-wise, you reach and you had to grab the, the, the thing, thing, but you could fake it out, do a fake out, oh. and, like, uh, and if you grabbed it and it wasn't the thing, ah, you win, okay. hooray, okay. and it related, uh, what it ended up with a lot of smashed knuckles, <laughs> and it was unpleasant, <laughs> but we played it for way too long, and uh, my hand hurt for days after. Wow, yeah. wow. And do you know do you know what you that know game what is that called? Game is called <laughs> Smashy Knuckles. <laughs> we we play a version of that with my family at Christmas actually. Oh, um, oh. we call it um, Donkey. Is the name okay. we gave it. Okay, we also call it Jackass. Okay, um, and so usually mm. you like the way we play it. We line a bunch of pennies up down the middle. Mm-hmm. We play with a group of people, so you have one less penny than the number of people that are playing. Do you still have pennies? Uh, well, we use I think nickels now. Yeah, it's but nickels. no, we keep a set of pennies oh, that's true, for yeah. the game. Um, but but that seems it... to take away like the earning potential of the game. <laughs> it's true. And so then you oh, take it's not a... about earning. <laughs> it's about destroying your family. <laughs> and so you take a deck of cards. Yeah. Um, you take several um, sets of four cards. Keep them in. Take a couple. Make them like maybe three cards. And so the idea is everybody gets a random hand of cards, and you pass them around one at a time. You yeah. pick up a card, the next person passes to you, you look at it, and you're trying to build the set of all four. So okay. you got, like, say, four or fives. Once you get all five, or all four fives, yeah. uh, you can reach in and grab a penny, pull it out. You can fake people out, of course. Oh. And if they take a penny and nobody actually has a full set, then they lose. Okay. Um, if they don't get a penny and you actually do have a full set, then they lose. So, so. let's just back up. So if you get a full set, you get, you reach the penny. Someone can trump you and grab the penny before you grab it. Absolutely, yeah. and keep it oh. even though they don't have a full set. Yeah. So what happens to your full set? Then? Okay. As, as long as you have a full set, then that's the end of that round. Okay. okay. Once all the pennies are gone, if somebody has a full set, then the round's done. So, but if them. you fake them out, 
and they, they grabbed it. And they then grab you could say, I actually don't have a full set. Yeah, then they lose. Joke's on you. And then you start the round over. Okay, okay. But what does the loss involve? So the, the loss... Well, the, the person who doesn't end up with you're a out penny of the family. Um, gets the first letter in the word donkey. Oh, I see. Donkey, ah. you I see. Because donkey's yeah. pretty... like At work, when we throw the frisbee around, we play a, mm. a game called donkey, which yeah. is if you drop the frisbee. Or if you throw the frisbee badly and the other person can't catch it, then you... Kind of goes both ways. Right. Yeah. So in, in my family, makes it faster. The, the loser of the game overall, once they've spelled out all the letters, gets mm-hmm. the uh, the t shirt that goes with it. We had a t shirt made. <laughs> it's uh, fluorescent pink. It's got a picture of a donkey from Shrek on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it says best ass, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, best ass on the <laughs> oh, back. That's fantastic. So, you have to wear it the rest you of the You have to wear it for the rest oh, of the Oh, the shaming. That's yeah, great. I love it. It's family tradition. But good hearted shaming. Yeah. Is it though? Is it? It is. I think it is. Like, is I think. It? I think all right, let's ask. Play. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's good to know. It's, it's good fun. Right. It's like, no, I'm sure it's good it's fun. It's not mean. No, why would it be? Because everyone has, has a, sure. a possibility of... It's not like one person, when they walk in the door, is just given the shirt to wear. That would be that would be mean. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh, year you so have to you're, come to your family. I love that. Your family Christmas. And they're like, <laughs> all right, welcome. Wear the shame shirt. <laughs> well, you just don't know who it is. It's a like a shirt with like donkey on it. You. Russian roulette. You don't know who's <laughs> yeah. going to be, who's going to get it. But... I just like the fact that you are you're opposed to a game mm-hmm. where everyone everyone has the opportunity through skill or through through here's what I agility to, to to not wear or not I wear the shirt. Happening every year. Yeah. The most elderly <clears throat> member of the family yeah. wears the donkey shirt. Oh, you don't because know because they don't have the reflexes. They have that the, the young bucks do. They have the to guile. Penny. They have the guile. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they know they all the tricks. They also probably live through harder times and and are more apt to they grab a penny. Grit. Yeah, <laughs> they can grab a penny. I like that you immediately went. Where are you getting the pennies from? Calling on that's yeah, a little flaw. <laughs> well, I just because we used to play for pennies as well, but that is yeah. out the door because uh, there's no. I mean, there are pennies. I mean, we have a, a, a multitude of pennies in our house mm-hmm. because I, I am much too disorganized to put them into rolls and bring them to the bank, but. Uh, and also, what can do I you do want to them? be the penny guy at the bank? Do you want to be the guy well, with all I the rolls like of pennies of at the I would bank? like to get rid of them. Get on your penny farthing bicycle and drive <laughs> up. <and> just... <laughs> My penny farthing bicycle? <laughs> yeah. Just you get, know, the, get some folding money. <laughs> do you know what? If I was riding a penny farthing bicycle today, I would be very cool. I'd be the coolest guy. I saw someone in Seattle mm-hmm. riding a penny farthing bike not two years ago mm-hmm. in the summertime. And? And I thought, that is a fucking dangerous bike because you were so <laughs> high in the air. Yeah. And there's really no way down but to like, when you stop, but to jump off of it, like you stop and you're, you don't you're so slide tall. down the thing. No, it's not a fireman's. You think you a penny farthing bicycle? I've never seen anyone get on a penny. You're farthing thinking bicycle. of you're thinking of a fireman's pole. This is a bicycle. Yeah, I was thinking of a fireman's yeah, pole. You don't slide down a bicycle. So right. this bicycle is not in a firehouse, it's and firemen fire. do not go down. <laughs> no, they do not go down on this bicycle. <laughs> oh, very good. All right. But so yeah, that so was this, my mistake. So this fellow, he's riding along, and yeah. it's quite high. It's yeah. like, you know, high up in the sky. It's the size of a penny-farthing bicycle. It is the size of a penny-farthing bicycle. You're correct. And it wasn't like a penny-farthing tricycle. It was a it was a two-wheeler. Mm-hmm. And so he stopped, and he had to hop backwards off of it and then grab the frame and hold, to hold it up. And then when he had to go, what did he do? I think what he had to do is put his... He was on the left-hand side. He put his right leg up on it to get it going forward. And then when he got there, then he kind of did this hop and got his leg over it and then carried on. And I just thought, well, that is a lot of trouble. I mean, I, I have trouble. I've probably told this story on the show before, but when I was younger, I had to go to the doctor's. And that was a 20-minute, well, maybe a half-an-hour bus ride. Mm-hmm. And I woke up, 
and I missed the, the bus. bus. I missed the bus. Oh, it, uh, before you got on the bus. So okay. I ran downstairs and I said to my brother, I got to take your bike. I have to get to the doctor's by whatever time it was. And he's, he was like, no. And I was like, I got to take your bike. But his bike, you had to wear special shoes that locked into the pedals to ride it. So they clicked in and then you could ride fast because your feet wouldn't come out of the pedals. Mm-hmm. And then when you stopped, you'd unclick your the shoes and then you'd, you'd okay, stand. Okay, let me just ask you this. Yep. Is this a dream? No, this, this is true. really this, sounds like this a dream. Is, this is There's actual, a magical bike that you have it's to not put a magical special bike. shoes. It's not a magical and bike. And you're late for the doctor's appointment. Yeah, I am late for the doctor's appointment. That's a very common part of everyone's dreams. Right, okay. Going to a doctor's appointment. Right, okay. So what that means is that I'm going to be, uh, come into money mm-hmm. in dream analysis because I'll be a doctor. Right? Sure. So anyway, so I'm, I'm racing to get to the doctor's office. Right. Did and the special shoes fit you? Well, because it was my brother. We're, we're all the same people. Mm-hmm. So-so. This is a dream. They okay, little, keep going. They little, right. No, it's not a dream. I am my brother. My brother is me. I so wear we're, special shoes. I have we're... a magic bike. I need to get to the doctor. <laughs> so Find I'm, out I'm going to die. Okay, I'm go ahead. I'm riding along. Yeah. And I get to uh, it's a fairly busy intersection at 128th and 96th Avenue in, in Surrey. Woo! Shout out. Shout out for Surrey. <laughs> I get there. Stop at this red light. Go to take my feet out of the... I couldn't, I couldn't unlock my feet. So I was trying to balance myself, trying to unlock my feet. And I couldn't. So I just tucked into a little ball and then fell over into the traffic. <laughs> oh, what embarrassing. Then I unclicked my shoes. Once I was laying on the ground, it was seemed to be really easy suddenly. <laughs> Luckily, anyway. you were going to the doctor anyway. That's right. I got there covered in gravel. Hello. I wasn't moving though. I just, I just fell over. Into traffic. Yeah. Luckily, I tucked in. That's why, because there was a car right beside me. So I didn't want to get, when I hit him. Hello. Decided to lean in your window. All right. Now, just clarification. I'm going to turn to our guests for a second yep. and bring them in. Sure. First, by saying uh, those Reese's cookies are amazing. And two, have you ever heard of this special shoes for a bicycle situation? Never. This story doesn't scan to you. And to what? you, have you ever heard special shoes for a bicycle? No. Nope. No, for nope. like Once racing. Again, no, no racing bike. You have never, you've never seen racing bikes where they have this, the special shoes? Three out of that... four people have never heard of what you're talking about. <laughs> Why can't you just get on the pedals and push? What? What? Why do you need to click? Because you can lift your feet. You can lift your feet, and you know, like, and so you're pulling the pedals up. Okay, follow so that up makes question. you go faster. Follow up question. Yeah. Why doesn't everyone use these bikes? Because they obviously can't be stolen. Well, you because you can't steal them because no one can drive away on them, right? Because you have to have. Special you could. Shoes. You could. Yeah. Well, then you can. So why didn't you? Well, because it's not the same. It's not as comfortable. Like it has oh, okay. this big lumpy thing. That it's you're... about comfort. All right, yeah. understood. Yeah. How'd the doctor's appointment go? <clears throat> I can't remember that part of it. I think I was concussed. <laughs> no, I. No, I was fine. Sounds fair. It wasn't. I was. I don't think it was anything important. Okay. It's probably just cancer. <laughs> I wasn't. It was just I had terrible. I terrible acne. That's all it was. So anyway, okay. Let me just ask. Let's this. move on. No, whenever you talk move about having cancer, on. did you really mean acne this whole time? That's right. <laughs> I can't spell it. <laughs> I can't spell it. Was that just a horrible autocorrect that you're talking <laughs> yes. about? Yes. Acne. Just... Did you mean cancer? Yes. Go. Send that out. You <laughs> I... had the operation for no reason. Yes. Had I was, body parts I was too embarrassed to uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to, to correct it. Just like, oh, I'm sure I, I must have cancer. <laughs> sure you doesn't have acne? No, no. It's terrible. <laughs> cancer. So awful. Well, it's gotten very dark with our guests. <laughs> now let's turn back to our guests and just go, hey, guys, how you guys doing? All right. Um, so you got video games on your shirt. Yeah. So let's go to that. What's What are you playing right now? What am I playing right now? Uh, well, I haven't stopped playing Skyrim. Okay. And that's like six years old. So No, but it's uh, everything old is new again because all the Switchers are now uh, playing that for the first that's time. That's true, yeah. Do, do, um, do you know why I know that game? Because there's a sneaky dragon in it. There's many sneaky dragons in Skyrim. Oh, when you Google Sneaky Dragon Skyrim. Skyrim comes up, up. yeah. Yeah, no, they just pop out of everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? You can't throw a rock in that place with a hidden dragon. (laughs) 
doesn't seem very sneaky then if they're all over the place. So well, they're behind trees and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. So have you been playing the same character then for six years? And no, it's no, now I... built up in skill level? I mean, you can do that. I've played through a few different characters different ways. So um <laughs> really enjoy role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes board games, obviously. We play a lot of D&D together. Oh, nice one. Okay. Um, and so, you know, role-playing video games also scratches that itch. Mm. So, nice one. Yeah. I, so I'm sensing that you guys came to Sneaky Dragon via the Critical Hit Show. We did, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. is that right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That's, that's yeah. a common gateway. Yeah, I still haven't played a lot of uh, role-playing game, role-playing games. The, let me, actually, you guys talk. I'm going to go dig one up. I'll be right back. Okay. Can All I right. just say then I played a lot of D&D growing up? Yeah, sure. Because I, I started in grade 10 and played through into my early 20s, I guess, mm. uh, with various people. We, I don't think we played very well, but we did play. Yeah, that's the important thing. As long as you're playing and having yeah, fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So. But I think also a lot of cheating went on so in terms of character <laughs> roles and things like that, you know. When, yeah. you're, when you're young, you want like a super character. Oh, of course. So yeah. I, think I, had, I think I had five pages of, of, of like roles that I had done. Oh, yeah. And then I could just choose one that was the best. Yeah, yes. I, got, uh, I got this one. This was, uh, this was my dad's. Oh wow! That was like uh, old school Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's so it's yeah, so plain. It's so like old. There actually are dragons. Yeah, it's so uh, it's so plain. Uh, he was he was really into into that kind of scene. And uh, I had, never knew and that. War, and war games, and you know, you'd have like the the giant maps with all the hexagons on them, like uh, covering uh, okay you know, what what covering up our pool table so we couldn't play pool. <laughs> With all these elaborate war games that apparently he played with people, but I don't know how. Like whether or not he just passed along the, uh, you know, because he was on bulletin boards back before the internet was the internet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they went like, I'm moving over here and taking your tank. I don't know how it all worked. But this was what I semi got into for a while was back when they had the uh, role playing games with like the Marvel superheroes and whatnot. So okay. they had a Watchmen version and they had like oh, an wow. ambush bug version. Hmm. And I just liked reading all the character stuff and all the details. So. <laughs> That was kind of my uh, yeah. my bag. I love this mashup of characters on the front. Yeah. It kind of shows you where they were at the time. It's it's uh, Captain America. Okay. So you're going to have a, him. Always a go-to. You're going to have uh, Spider-Man. What you're going to do? You're going to always have Spider-Man. The most popular character. The Thing. Why not? If you're not going to go the Hulk, you're going to go the Thing. Mm-hmm. Why not? And then uh, Captain Marvel, who was uh, kind of a character for a couple of seconds, and then she's gone. Huh. I don't remember that Monica character. Rambo, who's Monica? now called Spectrum. Oh. She's spectrum ra- isn't the best name. Because it seems like a, a rainbow. Well, it seems like she's on the spectrum, is what it sounds like now. <laughs> with, I guess that's the true. thing. She's she's, she's she's she has a lot of trouble interacting with other superheroes. I'm gonna bet that she's gonna be in the new Captain Marvel movie. I'm gonna bet she's gonna be a side character that's just gonna come come in and just go, uh, "Hey, Captain Marvel, you need any help?" And Captain Marvel's gonna go, "I'm good." And they go, "All right, I'm here when you need me. Maybe in the next movie. Okay, <laughs> bye." And then that's what's gonna happen. Nice. So are you, stra- are you straight uh, Dungeons and Dragons, traditional Dungeons and Dragons, or any of the uh, variants on that? No, we're pretty traditional. We're playing the fifth edition, like the new version. Mm-hmm. Um, having a lot of fun with it. So. Now, what was the edition that people got mad at? Was that the fourth one? Four. Fourth yeah. edition. Yeah. yeah. How come they got mad we at used it? to we used to be fourth edition in Critical Hit Show, which okay. is a live mm-hmm. uh, uh, role playing. Yes, thing that's that where they heard, first heard of. I'm saying this to our audience because when you say come at it through the Critical Hit mm-hmm. Show, they have no idea. The audience might not know. 
because it's different people we're talking to, not just. The That's where the audience is listening. First heard of Sneaky Dragon. It's that all, all of you mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Oh, is that correct? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you very much for it coming is, to the it show. It is the gateway. Uh, but whenever we <laughs> mentioned that we were on the we're fourth edition, boo, and then Eric would go, "It's fine," and they'll boo, and then he'd get mad, and it'd be an awkward time, yes. and then they'd introduce me, and I'd have to get the crowd back. You'd have to get the crowd back. That'd be your job. But were you anti fourth edition as well? We played fourth edition as well. Did you boo when he said fourth edition? No. Did you uh, join? We, we joined during 4th edition, like before. Okay. Uh, okay. So 4th was what we started playing with. Now comparing the two, I can understand why people didn't like 4th. Yeah. Because 4th takes a lot of the actual role playing out of the game. Oh, that's not so and good. It makes it more like a card-based game where the, the combat portion of the game becomes the bulk of it. And so you can play play the game, say, for five hours. You might spend three of those fighting things because combat just takes forever. Mm. Um, because everybody has a million things they get to do on every turn. Um, fifth edition streamlines it so it's all really fast and it's much more role play forward. So. Mm-hmm. Now, were they trying to make it more uh, Magic the Gathering then uh, for fourth? Or was... Um, not necessarily. It was more like your character had like a bunch of powers, and you had cards that went with those powers yeah. um, that told you how many times you could use them in a given given turn. Um, and once you ran out of them, you had fall back and your yeah. That's powers. that's what we did in our show. There was yeah. a lot of shuffling around of cards. Yeah, a lot of shift, Yeah, shift, there shuffle. seemed to be a little little too much. I have to admit, when I went to the see the critical hit show, and I have no idea what that I I joined in the booze just because it, it was <laughs> there was a crowd of people booing, so I felt like I should be. Yep. I, you know, I got my pitchfork and my my flaming torch as well. Always, <laughs> you can't have a pitchfork and a torch in your hand with a grilled cheese sandwich. That of course, by the way, that's one of the weirdest. Although things. you can hold when, it in your mouth. When I do look into the audience and I see people eating grilled cheese sandwiches mm-hmm. in the middle of the show, which yeah. we do, they serve. sell them. They, serve they them sell there. them. Yeah, but it's just odd in an audience to see someone eating mm-hmm. a full grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> it's just a bizarre thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's odd to me. It, yeah, but it is. You don't eat grilled cheese sandwiches yourself? No, when I'm seeing a show, no, not really. No. no, I'm it's not like into that. It's like people in the movie theaters that order the, the go to the Burger King yeah. in the movie theater. Yeah, and they're eating know. a Whopper while they're watching a movie. It's like, you can't eat a Whopper. I don't like it. Snack. Yeah, you can't control the amount of <laughs> stuff that's in the Whopper without holding the wrapper underneath. And then yeah. you're the jerk who's like doing the wrapper. That's a terrible snack for a movie It's not theater. just, actually to me, it's not just the noise, but it's also the smell of the burger in a movie theater. I don't, I just can't enjoy that. Like, I love the smell of popcorn. I love the smell of Coca-Cola. But I don't, en- I don't enjoy the smell of like I love people. Love the smell of Coca-Cola. Yeah, I like the s- smell of Coca-Cola in a theater. Interesting. All right, and, go ahead. And I love the, and I love the. Um, you love a sticky floor. I do love a sticky floor, but I also love the. I just don't like that. Uh, I don't care if they're having a Whopper or tacos or whatever. I just like those kind of other smells. It just doesn't work for me. I don't know. It's okay. weird. Strong I feel like feelings. I'm living in an apartment building. Do you guys go out and see movies in the theaters anymore? They don't. They have a they have a baby. Certainly not as it's much true, as we yeah. used to. No, no, I understand. No. We used to. Yeah. Used yeah. to. Babies are terrible of critics of movies. <laughs> oh yeah, just the worst. <laughs> Trying to get the three D glasses. Scream the whole on time. Them. Yeah. They hate they're, everything. They're always bawling out the director. <laughs> What's this Justice League bullshit? Loud noises, <laughs> no, flashing right, lights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, my. Uh, Why are they using Wonder Woman more? You're right. Shh. Go back to sleep. <laughs> go back to sleep. <laughs> Although I went to see Lady Bird. Yep. The film Lady Bird. Anybody? Hello? No? Anyway. I, I have a friend who complained about Lady Bird. Here was their complaint. Yep. Wanted to go with their teenage daughter, only place in town. Uh, 19 plus theater. Couldn't go to see it with their daughter. Uh, so they didn't go to see Lady Bird. Yes, because our, our liquor laws in British Columbia are fucked. Yep. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So but we went down to see this in Bellingham because uh, I really like the theater down there. And, but anyway, there was a lady there with her baby. And they watched the film. And it was perfectly fine. The baby cried a little bit once. 
and that was all. And at an appropriate scene. No, there's no appropriate time to start crying. Could be like a weepy scene. There's no sad scenes in Lady Bird. There it's are. an art house movie. There... Of course there is. Is it an art house film? Lady Bird? Yeah. It's called Lady Bird, yes. The name gives it away. Yeah, Lady Bird. It's it's an art house movie. It's not really I don't think it is. I think All right, it's what a, type of movie is it? It's a coming of age story for, for girls. Mm, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Why? All right, nope, it's fine. Why? No, it's good. So everything's good. Move along. It's it's a rare thing. Really someone said cookies. Someone said to me, well, what, "What what movie would you compare it to?" And I was like, "Um, Todd Solon's A Doll's House." I don't know. There's that's only other like coming of age, like teenage girl movie. But it's way it's and not as dark as that house film. Is an art house movie. Yeah, that's definitely an art house movie. Oh, but that's a lot. That's a lot darker right, of a film. It's a lot darker I'm glad of a you got film to see me than. Win an uh, argument. You did not win an argument. You just talked over me. Yeah, you like board games. You like video games. We like mind games. That's what we're playing here. The whole thing is just a power play that just power keeps going play. back and forth. But anyway, this baby was in the audience, and it was perfectly fine. And uh, I just think people get too too uptight about babies and audiences. Do they still have the rooms for people to have a baby? Not to have a baby. You shouldn't have a baby. <laughs> That's right. But they have a doctor on call to deliver babies, just in case. Because you might be in the movie. I my baby during this showing of the next Star Wars. Well, movie. it could be a scary we film. It could be a scary I film. I want to be the gets first thing it sees. The first thing it sees. Yeah. <laughs> it's that role model. <laughs> yes. Uh, but they used to at the Ridge have the uh, the the mom's the viewing room. The mom's room, yeah, yeah, where you could go and you could, you know. Uh, I guess that's fine. I don't. I think most kids are like it's a dark area that the baby's gonna go to sleep, and if they're gonna be fussy, they're either. Hungry, which is curable. You feed them. Yeah. Or they've wet themselves or, or dirtied themselves. Once again, easy to fix. Or they're feeling a little colicky. And once again, you know, maybe walk around the back of the theater, bounce them up and down for a while, get that burp happening. These, they're not impossible things. I don't, you know, I just think people are just too, there's too many people out there that are too finicky about Okay. Things that don't matter. So I'm going to say like babies the next crying. time we do a live show, yeah. you want us to... Yeah, I'd love baby. to have babies in the audience. All right, fair enough. I'd love it. Wah! <laughs> it's fine. It's that's fine. what a baby sounds like. Wah! I, uh, so how, how old is your baby? 18 months. Oh, nice. So okay. sort of toddler now, I guess. Okay, that's fair. 18 okay. years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a baby anymore. It's always your baby. How old are your kids? Carrying this 18-year-old around. How, how old are your kids? Uh, 23 and, and 20. And are they still your babies? They are. They are little girls. There you go. All right. So <laughs> ask, ask and answer. Okay. Well, they are both things. They are. They are fully formed human adults, and also my babies. Very nice. But that's different. So at eighteen months, how much personality? Uh, first, is it a boy or girl? A girl. Girl. All right. Both are excellent. Name. Um, Cirilla. Excellent. Excellent name too. Holy cow. Oh man, that's a great name. Um, <laughs> so, uh, personality there and everything at this point? She's very sassy. Yeah. Oh, what qualifies yeah. for sassy at, at 18 months? A lot of foot stomping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of side eye. Ah, nice. Yeah, wow. She's the master of the side eye. Oh yeah. Oh great. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I think around that age you start seeing the personality of your of your your the kid, and you just. And you somehow you have this weird idea that you're gonna like form your <laughs> your child and you're gonna make them into this thing, and then you discover, oh wait a second, they're they have their own personality. I have no control over this. Oh well, I'll give up now. I mean, you can contribute, but there's very little you can do to change their essential being because they are who they are. And it's pr- pretty amazing how quickly it it comes. Because when before I had before we had uh, kids, I always I think I would have gone more to the environment side of like 
you know, that you form them through their through their surroundings. But then once we had babies and I realized just how much the gen- genetics have to play in who they are mm-hmm. and very little of you don't contribute that much to their personality, I don't think, you know. Do you not think? Okay. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's I think it's there and you just get, you can, obviously you can mold children and you mm-hmm. can make them into good or bad people depending how good or bad you are mm-hmm. as a person, but you you don't have much control over how they view the not, world. Do you don't think they, they, they try to emulate the parents? No. And learn from them? They'll learn, I mean, they'll emulate you f- the physical things you do, mm-hmm. but they don't emulate you emotionally or, or mentally. How a parent reacts to something isn't what no. influences the child? No. Uh, we'd probably disagree with that, but I don't have kids. I'm the only person in the room who doesn't have kids. <laughs> what would you say? Would you... I have strong opinions. All right. You don't have to... You That's don't a have... hard question. I don't know the answer to that yet. She's yeah. only 18 months. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a tricky one. Like, I, I look at like my sister, who's in like her mid-20s. Yeah. And she's like the smaller, younger version of my dad. Okay. Um, they have very similar temperaments. Mm-hmm. Um, you can... See, yes, there are yeah. genetic similarities. But I mean, there are also things that they will separate them too, though. Like make, make one react differently than another would to yeah. certain things. They both have very short tempers. Um, yeah. But they both react very strongly emotionally to things. Mm-hmm. So they're super similar. Sure. But then I look at myself and my parents, and I feel like I'm not really anything like either of them. But um, someone else who is outside of that would probably see similarities. Possibly, so, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Crystal sees anything like that. But, um, but also the fact that... We haven't that, talked about this. <laughs> yeah. But also the fact That's that there's two of though, you, yeah. that you're, you and your sister, and both of you who grew up in a similar environment are two different people. Mm-hmm. You know, so... So much of, you know, so environment, obviously environment plays a part, but I just think it plays less of a part than I expected it to when I first had, first had kids, when I thought that I could really mold them and I could, you know, make them into... But do you think you might be blind to seeing aspects of yourself in your kids? Oh, I think there's other people, like I can definitely in your children see aspects of you. They're definitely their own people, but I can see things that they do and say and react to Mm -hmm. and, you know, ways they laugh. That are definitely things they've picked up from uh, from you and and of course from from Lisa. Yeah, I mean, there's elements of both of us in them, but I. But you think that's genetic, not uh, not yeah. learned behavior. Yeah, mm. yeah. But there, I don't I don't want to completely erase environment. I do think that's important too. But I just it's it's amazing how much how how early their personalities appear, mm-hmm. and that's just there. And she'll and Sarella will never not be sassy. She's not going to suddenly not be sassy because Ryan and Crystal aren't sassy. Nope. She is sassy, and that's that's how it's going to be. But she could have picked up the sass from the. I mean, but they're they're insane. But if they have <laughs> at the beginning, and so they pick up that little bit of sass yeah. and go, ah, you know. But if and when Ryan and Crystal have another baby, what's with that the baby? Pressure? That what's baby. With the pressure? I'm just saying. Jeez. I'm not saying they're, they're going guests. to. I'm not it's putting Christmas. pressure on them. What are you doing? I'm not putting pressure on them. Yeah, think you are. What I'm saying, I'm saying that they're going to wait another twelve, what, 18 months, another twelve months, so a full three years. Then it's time for another baby. And when that baby comes... Oh, by the way, make sure yeah. everyone, uh, make a note on your calendar yeah. so that we can remind them of that. We can that remind event. them, yeah. Oh, wait, is that nine when the months baby before. has to arrive? Or it has to arrive three, three years after. Oh, so we got a nine-month yeah, yeah, back, nine back date. Yeah, okay, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, for sure, for right. sure. Just so you guys know that. All right, so we'll, we're going we'll to get on I'm going to put it in my calendar right now. Yeah, and get our listeners to send some reminder notices. By the way, the internet's going to be dead by then anyway. Don't worry about it. We got the whole net neutrality thing going away. We won't be able to afford to send emails anymore. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. It's fine. Neutrality's fine. Switzerland's doing okay. So, when... (laughs) Dave says that about a lot of horrible things. (laughs) When... (laughs) It's true. It's so true. When you have this other baby in three years... Oh, God. What's the baby's name, by the way? 
on? Chauncey. It's clearly called Chauncey. <laughs> Chauncey Fortnoy. Middle name. I want the name. Middle name Fortnoy. Chauncey Fortnoy King. Once again, we'll get our listeners to uh-huh. vote on the name. <laughs> That's right. And you have to. You have to use that name. We'll start a Facebook. Voting <laughs> McBoatface. <laughs> Damn it. Well, that's the way it's going to be. The people have spoken. So when this baby comes, this baby may not be, and most likely will not be, sassy. He or she will be a different person, a less sassy person, maybe a thoughtful person, maybe a empathetic person, maybe a... You don't know. You don't know what you're going to get. That's the magic of the whole thing. That's what makes it pretty exciting. So, yeah. That's my feeling about it. That's Dave's feeling. Ian strongly disagrees. And that's what <laughs> well, you. For... But you don't even know what you're talking about. Here's why I think that I disagree. Because I think like if you looked at any aspect of my personality, I could backdate it for you and I could tell you where it comes from. And it's not coming from anything genetic. But again, I don't know who my biological yeah, parents are. Yeah, you don't know are. for sure. Fair enough. But I can go like, okay, well, you like this. That's because of this. Well, you fear this. That's because of this. Mm-hmm. And I can go and I can go back and probably tack on where this all came sure. from. And it's an event or an environment, yeah. you know, uh, that I, it was. And can I, I could see okay. my sisters and I could see how they are. And I could backdate those and tell you why a similar mm-hmm. thing that happened to me, they mm-hmm. went a different direction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because it's not because... Of, I mean, part of its environment, but part mm-hmm. of it is how you react as a person to something. Like, why do I like? Why do I like cartoons so much? Why did I? Why did I draw and cartoon before I could read? Mm-hmm. You know, why did I draw like pantomime cartoons uh, based on the fact that I saw comic strips as a kid, and that was fascinating to me. My brother's completely disinterested in it. You know, and so part of it is environment, but part of it is also your own sort of weird personality, how what is interesting to you and what fascinates you and that draws you to these things. So So you think there's something biological in you where you've got the cartoon gene. I don't think it's a cartoon gene, but it's there's a quirk of personality that makes you that draws you to certain things. Whether it's you could be interest really, really interested in sports and being a sporty sort of a kid, which I was not that sporty. You know, or you could be a kid who likes to spend time by himself or herself, do you know, doing things and whatever that could be, you know. And your interests can spark, you know, other interests into your life, you know, like you start off maybe dressing paper dolls and then one day you're like, Well, I'm gonna make this with real clothes and then you carry on with that. Those are so that's what's interesting to you. Or whatever. I mean but I think that that's a, what makes it interesting to you is your pers- is that personality that's different than your environment. Because you're anyone could be exposed to any of those things and not react the same way that you did to it mm-hmm. you know and i just but i, I don't want to discount environment because i do think that's important i think you know the fact that i grew up as a as a white boy in a middle class family in canada in the 1960s and 70s definitely shapes my interests with certain dreams in encouraged cer- and certain dreams crushed yes yeah yeah because you sure. need you need some yeses and you need some noes for sure and you need to rebel against some of the uh, noes and i got a lot of noes yeah I really uh, empathized with Lady Bird in the, the film because her mom is very much like my mom. And so I was really kind of like, ooh, he's a little too close to the bone here. Ooh, all that passive aggressive. And there was a couple of tears and you blamed them on the baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Was, your baby. There was a lady who was wiping her, her eyes near the end of the film. So back to our guests. Mm-hmm. So do you believe in eugenics or not? How's uh, what's your What? Feeling? I didn't say anything about eugenics. Uh, no, it seems pretty... Works in Switzerland is all I've heard, Dave. I said I like SCTV. <laughs> I said I like SCTV and a big fan of Eugene Levy. I don't know how they speak of oh, eugenics. Yeah. Are you always confusing eugenics with Eugene Levy? <laughs> I'm always doing that. <laughs> oh, this explains a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of your wheeled, 
weird IMDb reviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're enough for Splash and whatnot. Sure. This really shows eugenics works. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Oh, my God. Get you serious. You both have jobs. Do you care to talk about your jobs? Sure. Very good. We're going to talk now jobs. Okay. This is a segment on the show called Jobs Talk. <laughs> jobs Talk? Jobs Talk. Job Shop. All right. Jobs Talk. So uh, what, what do you do for a living? I'm an electrician. Boo! Electricity kills people. <laughs> Boo! Boo on you. <laughs> so I tell you? homeowners, don't touch it, let me deal with it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Uh, wow, that's that's cool. Electricity. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Shocking. Goes in a, <laughs> goes in a, it goes in a circle. How did Dave not go there first? How did you not go for the shocking joke? Before? I don't go for the cheap humor, sir. Ouch. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm very polite to our guests. Okay. Hey, Dave. Yes. Use that there's no place like Ohm joke later on. What? <laughs> nice. I got totally turned off electricity, and here's why. Because uh, I had I, 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 uh, I went to shop class, and that was not great. And I did not enjoy shop class. You weren't, there was like, you weren't designed for it. There was a, there was a, oh my God, you and your Eugene levying. Um, <laughs> there was a segment of the school and it was the shop segment. Yeah. And uh, so that's where you went for shop class. And that's where you went. And also a, a, a electronics. There was an electronics class. I went, oh, I like this. Because there's a little bit of math. There's a little bit of that. But what it was all the same people from the shop uh, department. And right. they were all the kings of electronics. And uh, one day I came to... Electrics. Sp- I was... Okay, fair enough. And, uh, well, you can correct me. You can on this. Uh, and one day... She's too polite. I was really sleepy. And I came mm-hmm. to school with my shoes on the wrong feet. And then the teacher thought <laughs> that I was mentally challenged. And I never shook that for the rest of the thing. Like, he literally thought that. There was something just wrong with me. And so he would talk slower to me than the other kids. And it threw me off the whole world of uh, electricity. I don't blame you. So was this something that you liked in, in, in school, or did you come to this later on in life? I came to, through, to shop, or through, through shop class. Um, the opposite of you. No, I understand. I really no. enjoyed the electronics part. Of shop. Yeah, no, she can great. she can put her shoes on. <laughs> True. To be fair, if I can't put on my shoes, I should not be handling electricity. That is a fair point. Sanders, <laughs> Ryan, what do you do? Um, I work in software, like uh, the tech industry. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like clothing. No, no. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yep, software. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This, oh my God! Sorry. What's that? Leg cramp. You guys go on without me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just stop here. Every tenth bad pun Dave makes, he gets a horrible leg cramp. <laughs> it's genetic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I say it's environment. I think he's bringing it on himself. My God, these cookies are good. All right. So, what type of software do you do work on? Like, what do you? Uh, can you say what you're working on now, or is it all super secret? I don't think hush, I'm. Hush. I don't think I'm allowed to say the name of the company. That's fair. Really? Like that. um, well, that's yeah. all right. Um, but I work for. But are you allowed to say the name of the company? I sure can. Ah, there you go. No, okay. <laughs> um, so I work for a software um, firm in Vancouver here um, that does um, data storage and management for big financial institutions. Nice. So, oh wow. Yeah. And how did you come? Uh, how did you come to that? Uh, I had a friend who worked there before me. Um, she was looking for people to come join her. Um, I was looking to get out of my previous job, um, and so I jumped at it. Now, the previous job you were saying earlier was uh, you were working as a farmer? Yeah, I was a farmer for 11 years. And hey, look, hey, I, I am now in a farming family. You are now in a farming family? I am. My brother-in-law is an organic farmer. So, really? Yeah, I'm part of the club now. Really? Yeah. 
Where's uh, when he I from? Sign, when I sign a thing, uh, a farmer goes, have you been near a farm? I go, no. And then I have to write down, but my brother-in-law is a farmer, and he's very nice. Is that what you have to write down? <laughs> yeah. No. Got to leave that extra blank space. <laughs> I didn't know what it was for. No. Now I know. <laughs> no, he travels around the world helping people to learn organic farming. Like he goes wow. to Thailand and wow. whatnot. And, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So where did you, let me just have about the farm thing, where did you farm? Um, it's actually out in Surrey, um, Tui's Farm. Okay. On Fraser Highway and like 164th. Okay. Um, they're like old family farm, been around for like 60 years or something like that. It's all organic, that sort of thing. Oh, cool. Um, it's just vegetables, so there's no animals or anything like that. But, um, yeah, it's a good job. Um, but, you know, farming takes its toll on your body after a while, and so... Um, and it doesn't come with great benefits. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. So, Very few. Yeah, there's no retirement package at the farm. So The only benefits are, are food that you produce. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, my grocery bill was a lot smaller. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's, yeah. I, the reason I got a cramp was I changed my workout regimen today, so I... I only have myself to blame for that. And what were you doing today, workout-wise? Well, I, I was. It's the same. It's the same things that I always do, like the same set of exercises. But I, I upped my weights by thirty pounds. Oh, okay. And then I decreased the number of reps, but increased the number of times I do the reps. And increased the number of cramps. Apparently, I think it's just you know my muscles have to get used to this new. I'm trying to shock them. Because you get complacent after a while, right? I've been doing three months of the same thing. So your body's just kind of like, we know. But so now I just did this new thing and they're like, yeah, what? I've heard this. I've heard this. You know, this is the, the theory that they have, which is that you've got to surprise your body with new exercises because mm-hmm. it gets used to it. And then yeah. your body goes, hey, I'm not going to let those do anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. What a stupid thing for your body to do. Well, no, like, it's not stupid. It's not stupid because. Isn't it for your body? Like, no, no. Hey, I'm getting regular exercise. And your body goes, fuck that. Surprise me. It's, like, what is it, baby? Like a little 12? Twelve-year-old child on Christmas, but like, yeah, I don't like it. Part, it's part of what makes us an efficient animal is the fact that our body can attune itself to its. Is this more uh, Eugene Levying? This is more Eugene Levying. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's a very it, controversial episode you showed up for. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. Okay, go ahead. No, it's just that. Feel free to interrupt our, anytime and just call bullshit on any of. That's not bullshit. Okay, it's a, it's very efficient. Well, I mean, if if walking great distances as a hunter in the past, yeah constantly wore us out and made us more and more tired rather than we got fit and we're better at it over time it would be terrible for but us wait no let's go with that so you're the hunter who goes walking great distances yeah and you're very and you start getting very fit because you're walking great distances mm-hmm. and then your body goes nah i'm it not gonna doing... get fit anymore uh mix it up yeah. for me go for a swim <laughs> like how's that help the hunter in the old time because days? he's not burning as much calories to do the same thing uh, okay yeah so he's so, not becoming a chubby hunter Oh, he becomes, I guess, but that's not, not bad to be chubby because you need the fat to that's, make yourself healthy. Yeah. I mean, was, was there chubby hunters back in the day? For sure. All right. Yeah. Like you look at like... <laughs> yeah, name some famous in... chubby hunters. <laughs> chubby Anderson, the, the famous lion hunter. That's right. He, no, it's just if you look at like... Eric um, the Fat. If you look at Native Americans, <laughs> you look at Native American diets, they're high in fat mm-hmm. and they they were they weren't lean hunters the way they portrayed movie portrayed movies actually were pretty chubby people because you wanted to have you wanted to have like something you could burn in order to survive when things weren't going so well. Okay. Say when winter came, you'd want to have So your legs are going like, Hey, we really enjoy this exercise, mm-hmm. uh, now uh, surprise me. Yeah. So now you gotta do lunch. Well, because or some what stuff. I'm doing is different. I'm not just trying to be uh, a work efficient I'm trying to like you know change my body so okay. 
I don't want it just to be complacent and happy just walking. Now, when you're at, okay, we're, we're all, we're talking about Dave now. I'm sorry. We're, we should be talking about you, the guests, and we're being very okay. Like, okay, that's right. And feel free to throw anything in. And also, these cookies are freaking great. Um, <laughs> speaking of being a chubby hunter. Um, so, when you're setting up your yeah. exercise routine, yeah. are you setting up an exercise routine for a fellow that's also then doing manual labor throughout the day afterwards? Are you adding that into the mix and going, like, I know I'm going to be doing a lot of lifting mm. in my job? job but my, as well so i won't necessarily have to lift at work i'll just do stuff that i won't but my job is an example of where it is physical but because i do it so much my body isn't doesn't react to it the way it did when i yeah. first started it was very hard i i remember driving home one time i was sitting at a light and i fell asleep in the car at a red light because i was just so exhausted from from working now that wouldn't happen now because i've done it for a couple of years so it's just very easy for me to do the physical elements of the job so that, and I'm not going to suddenly start like running with the garage doors on my on my shoulder just to just you know switch it up for my body. You know, now I'm going to fool you. I'm going to run with these. Gr no, I just I'll just do my job. So you know, and I, my body has gotten efficient and it knows it can do the maximum amount of work with the minimum amount of calorie. You know, so that's why I go to the gym and 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 fool it, make it think, oh, this is what oh you. Do you guys do gym stuff as well, or is it just life? Uh, we used to do the gym thing, but then we have a baby. So 18 baby months ago, they right. stopped. It's really strange. Yeah. I wonder what it Funny was. Funny how that works. Yeah. Well, you're getting that gradual lifting thing where the weight gets a little heavier every day. Yeah, that part's great. <laughs> it's, um... I remember that was, by the way, that was a thing that bugged me when I, uh, old Superman comics, uh, we're getting into this shit now, uh, where it was a thing like, how can you be as strong as Superman? Well, it's this simple. Every okay. day, lift weight, and then lift a little more weight every day, and soon you'll be able to lift a couch over your head. And then you'll be stronger. It's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> this is that's a really horrible a dangerous lie. advice. Otherwise, every parent would be able to lift their child forever over their, over yeah. their heads. It doesn't work that way. And then you that get way. kicking involved. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. the, the, the lifting then becomes very difficult. Yeah, then and you then get, when they get to be a certain baby age, dead weight. And I, only, the, I, I know this from nieces and nephews. But when they don't want to go somewhere and then they do the full dead mm. weight where they weigh more than they weigh and yeah. they increase in mass. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can pick you up. Wee. But it's like, I don't want to go anywhere. Ooh, slow. <laughs> like they hit the ground and you're doing the drag. It's like, how are you weighing more physically? Where did you get the mass? Yeah. They just become more dense. Yeah. yeah. How are you able to do this? That's, that's amazing. Incredible yes. skill. Their, their, their unwillingness adds to their, to their weight. So uh, with an 18-month-old, uh, how much uh, awake time is there during the day usually? Of uh, how, how much sleep, how much awake? Pretty much all day, but yeah. for naps. And, yeah, and it's about sleep. an hour and a half of naps in okay. the middle of the day. That's about it. Yeah. And she's just awake from 6 to 8-ish. Okay. Wow. So as an electrician, do you work by appointment? Or do you have a job where you have to be there for a certain number of hours or per day? Or do you day? just surprise people? Or have you just... <laughs> Are you taking time off? Uh, I, I work for a bigger company, so it's eight hours every day. Okay, uh, okay. It's consistent in a in a nice big subdivision. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. And like a like a new subdivision. Yes. So you're yeah, putting in all the. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. I don't like renovations. No. <laughs> I had to do it for a few years okay. when the when the economy crashed in 2008. I did not like any part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Attics, crawl spaces, creepy crawlies. Ugh. Yeah, not a fan. Homeowners. Homeowners. Creepy crawly homeowners. Creepy crawly homeowners. There's no difference. And ghosts. Yeah. Clearly ghosts as well. Ghosts? You're going into attics. That's I did do a reno in a house that was supposedly haunted. It was on like the, the oh, okay. Canadian Haunted Houses show or something. Oh. Rock. Wow. Yeah. But you didn't see a ghost when you were there. We did of not. course not. Because they don't we exist. We talked about it all the time, but we did not see one. <laughs> okay. Oh, you don't believe in ghosts? No. Because they don't in Switzerland. That's why. Because they what? Sorry, they don't eat Switzerland. No, because they, they don't in Switzerland. Oh, they don't in Switzerland. 
Yes, I base strong. all my decisions in life on what the Swiss do. <laughs> They're neutral on the subject. Yeah, we uh, we have horrible wiring in this building. Mm-hmm. This uh, this building is like uh, when you, when you were coming over, and I thought it was just you. Uh, but God bless. I'm glad to see you both. It's wonderful. Um, and I was like going, okay, so if you're freezing cold, what do I do? And I was like, all right, I got the electric blanket, but I can't plug it into that wall. And it, oh wait, that's a safe wall because that one blows out. I still got my computer. Okay. Because the guy who's running the electricity here only shows up twice a week. Okay. So if the electricity goes out now, I'm screwed. Oh, wow. No. I'm screwed. Oh. And it goes out easy. Real easy. <laughs> just anything. You just look yeah. at it sideways and <laughs> gone. Flash. So a, f- oh. a fuse blows somewhere yeah. in the building. and I wonder if it's the old-timey like glass. The screw and fuse. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't see how it wouldn't be. Yeah. I can't see how it would be. Yeah. They're kind of neat. All fixed by pennies. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of neat. But yeah, that was creepy, not yeah. not quite not so efficient as the breakers that that snap into its neutral position. A yeah, little we, better. Yeah, at our at our at our house, we've got like uh, neighbors that live upstairs, mm-hmm. and they're blowing fuses all the time or the breakers all the time. Yeah. So they have to either knock on the door and like have to go down and like flip the th- <laughs> and then have to run back up the stairs and go eh no eh, down, <laughs> eh, eh no eh. Tell them to unplug whatever's <laughs> causing this thing to. Yeah. You're overloading a circuit. Why are you still have it plugged in? Because it's not going to work. Or just going to keep blowing it. Oh well, people. Yeah, so we can't. We've got a space heater here, but it can only go about halfway up. Because mm-hmm. uh, if it goes further than that, yeah. kaboom! Sure. And uh, about three offices go out. So hooray! <laughs> so the novelty of this office building is really not great right now. The novelty? Yeah, the novelty of it is wearing off. A little bit. Yeah. 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 But it sounds like where you live is not much. No, but I can just go down to my own breaker. Oh yeah, and flip yeah, a that's switch true. And I'm yeah. Fine. Yeah. That's not an inconvenience mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But like here, where it's like meh. <laughs> but thank you for having a real skill that's useful in today's society and not just bullshit like what I do. Um, <laughs> Wait. What? Yeah, no, you didn't include me in that. That's fine. No, because you have a real skill. People need uh, no, things it's to not a skill, go up and down. It, yeah, okay. And you've raised children and you've made the world a better place with your children. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're making the world a better place with your child and, and all that. And, you know, it's don't good. Be, don't be so hard on yourself. Okay, thanks. Uh, anyway, but uh, do you enjoy the work that you do? Yeah, I love it. Oh, good. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. Excellent. What's the best part about it? When a house is finished and I can turn on all the breakers and turn on the lights. Yeah? Yeah. And then I know that someone's going to live there and it's going to be yeah. a family home. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, you made a difference. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Huh. I like software, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just a the, scam. Who's that helping? <laughs> no People only contact you if they're getting sued or audited. This is true. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk about creepy crawly. <laughs> So with this uh, with this uh, net neutrality business, uh, is that bad? Is that is that as bad as everyone's saying? It's not great. Everyone's flipping out today. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's not going to take effect for a while. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, a bunch of the U.S. states are already planning on suing the FCC. Yeah, everyone's going at it hard. So this thing, they've tried to push it through twice before, and it's been it's failed both times. It's gone to the courts, and the courts have deemed it unconstitutional. So, third time's the charm, maybe, for the FCC. But... Now, now, I see you as a little bit of a wizard in that you know this. Uh, I, both of you are wizards, clearly. You're a wizard of electricity, and you can control electricity, <laughs> and you're a wizard in that you can control data streams and knowledge and power and, you know, spells. Um, that it's all it's all magic, right? You don't know. If something goes wrong with your computer, you don't know what the hell. Your data's gone where? We it's introduced in the, cloud. the theme it's of in magic. It's a fucking cloud? What's yeah. that mean? Yeah. I've got the beard for it. Yeah. 
We introduced the, the theme of magic here. at the beginning of the show, so it's just all goes together. So it's great. So my que my question is your question. It feels like there's a bunch of Richie Magoos who are out there <laughs> who uh, they were they were saying yes. like today how many basically like not senators but people, Congress people whatever got kind of bought off for this and for, of course they did and, but but for so little so fucking little it's so shameful how little they got bought off for like just nothing nothing. Well, you know, I think uh, but, but, I don't think they need to get bought off by much because the idea of to any politician of controlling something uh-huh. is very appealing. So gotcha. it's, it's already in their wheelhouse. It's already like you know, I love making stupid niggling laws that makes yeah. people's lives harder. So this is just one more thing where we have we can shit on people. Hooray! That's my view of politicians, by the way. But my big my bigger picture question. Tell me if I'm uh, living in a dream world about this. Is yep. It feels like You're there's a bunch world. of Richie Magoos that are out there who are, <laughs> okay. who are like. You've heard about these Richie Magoos? They got all they got all the bucks, right? Yep. They got all the money, and they're like, we want to control it all, yeah, yeah. right? But they're trying to control something that they don't understand. They don't understand how the internet works at all, right? They don't. Oh, no. They're going like, we're going to control it all. Yeah. Now, aren't the Mr. Robot guys gonna like fuck this up and like make that not happen? Like, can they? Lock it all down and sure. control the. Data You're talking streams. about the character from the co- the comic strip, right? Mr. Robot? Caught, yeah, a robot man. That's right. Yeah, with Monty. Robot, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm talking he's about gonna, that old. He's gonna fuck things up. Yeah, he's gonna fuck things up. Yeah, I don't even know that's still the comic strip. <laughs> um, but do you think they'll be able to have that control that they're uh, they're you know to to control the data streams? Um, probably. I mean, yeah. Okay, mo- then mo- I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, most of the internet save us, wizard. <laughs> most of the internet Roll! just goes through for it. <laughs> the big internet providers, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Your Verizon, your AT and T, like those guys. Yeah. In the states, anyway, right? Um, and so for a lot of them, it's just about if they can control what people pay for. Yeah. So like they'll sell a package where it's like, oh, pay five bucks, you get your social media package, you get your Facebook, yeah. you get your Twitter, you get your Instagram, you pay another five bucks. Oh no, you get your like business package. You got Word. You got like Google Documents, all that stuff. Um, now the ten bucks you get faster gaming speeds or streaming movies or something. So it's all about like tiered internet. So who can yeah. afford what? And so they'll just charge you extra on top of what they're already charging. Now the people that uh, supply the data streams. Uh, is there anything stopping, say, an Elon Musk or someone along those lines going? I want to be a provider as well, but I'm gonna. I'm yes, gonna the do FCC it. is stopping him. They are, they're stopping. Yeah, because they can control who is allowed to be. But once you have a provider. It, but once you have it, if he yes. wants to be the guy who goes like, all right, there's I'm, still there's still a gateway though. Okay, I understand it's a gateway. But say he wants to be a be a provider. Uh, once he's the the deal is that the Richie Riches control then who gets wait, the wait a second, wait. Are these different than the Richie Magoos? Yes, they are. Okay, uh, they control the speed everything goes. But if someone wants to do it there, mm-hmm. you know, in the free market, like an Elon Musk or someone, they mm-hmm. could do that. And yeah, I mean, to be they're not going to, but like someone could do that, right? Conceivably. <coughs> but once well, again, why wouldn't people they then have to go get... with that provider over the people that are well? They would doing the screw job. They would, but and then wouldn't that make the market be? Why, why wouldn't people do that? But wouldn't? But there's already a rule in place with net neutrality that yeah. would limit what they could do. What what would the rule be? Well, I don't know. If we're all in the tizzy over what net neutrality is, if someone can just do an end run around it, why do we care about it in the first place? Oh, we care because because you're you're asking for a hero to step up and do the right thing, mm-hmm. and that's not a good uh, plan. It's okay. going like we're going to trust okay. everyone to do the right thing, and that's not a good plan. But if someone wanted to do the right thing, mm-hmm. like say a crazy Elon Musk. He, he hears his name every time. He gets a notification, and he's also crazy enough to do this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to then supply the internet at all the same speed, mm-hmm. without the packages, without the that. They mm-hmm. could do that, and there's no law against them doing that. 
I don't know. I don't know how it works. But yeah, I mean, the FCC <laughs> still is the FCC. The FCC still controls how, when, the license and is. where. No, but also how they also have some control, like rules over how the services are are supplied. But they could. I don't know if they can limit. The, I don't know if they limit it or just give you a minimum of what of, of what service. There's no reason be. that they would limit it. There'd be no. But why are they why are they doing this in the first place then? If they're not interested in limiting oh. our access to the internet, why are they bringing in net neutrality? Because they're bought off. Because they want to limit they're it. They're bought off. But I'm saying, but that's because they, they but got they bought off. Yes, Dave. I know Dave what you're saying. Switzerland, they got bought off. I know what you're saying, <laughs> but that's that's just it. So if they can be bought Maybe off I to limit just be it. Talking shit. If I'm talking shit, just tell me I'm talking. Yeah, shit. no, I think the head of the FCC used to be a lawyer for Verizon, I believe. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's so, a shock, eh? Yeah. Not at all. That's a shock. But Why is some... And the big bad wolf's in charge of the three little pig development. <laughs> of course he is. That's how that works now. What a world. You're bringing up a child in this? How dare you? I know, it's scary. <laughs> no, it's fine. There's a better place before. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so but... I got off my sweater because I was cold. I wonder... <laughs> oh, you're cold. <laughs> oh, are, are you, you're, you're warm? You're cold? Perfect. You're perfect. Okay, good. Yeah. I wonder if we just grew up or lived through a great time. Like, we were so lucky to live through a time when the internet was like the Wild West. And now, what was once, you know, rattle, ranchers with cattle herds have now all the homesteaders have come and they're marking off their territory with their fences. And now barbed wire has shown up. And all that, what was once this wide expanse of freedom is now a small, narrow place. Now towns are moving in with sheriffs and, and you know, and civilization has come. And, oh, well, we're fucked. I'm picturing, in terms of... I'm picturing it in this way, where it is the Wild West, mm-hmm. and then a rich guy shows up in the middle of town and goes, I'm the rich guy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to control things. Yeah. And then uh, they realize they can't control it because it is the Wild West, and it will always be the Wild West. Too also, deep. because the Wild West is just j- growing in mm-hmm. technology all the time as well, yeah. and whatever you think the internet is today is not yeah. what it's going to be in 10 years at all. You know, it's possible. There might be a, a small country that, you know... Makes it a, makes it their their mission to provide free internet to the world and you know puts a satellite in space that people can just Canada is it us won't be Canada why we are too tied to the United States oh. Canada actually just doubled down on their net neutrality laws today doubled down on their on net neutrality laws yeah oh there we go what so, keep put yes. even more in place yes yeah, so this well the CRTC I think pushed through um, some updates on. Mm-hmm. The rulings on things. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. To okay. make net neutrality more concrete here. Nice. So limiting... Like, no, no, it's not. What? It's bad. Net neutra- no, net, no, net neutrality is good. Good. Oh, net neutrality. Oh, sorry. Net neutrality. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I so, so we want net neutrality. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, sorry. So, so sorry. they're was... passing, uh, yeah. I believe, rules stating that like telecoms can't limit what mm-hmm. sort of uh, information people can get. Okay. Here's how Here's how you can remember. Well, that's good. Because it's hard to remember sometimes net neutrality is good or bad. Yeah, I'm g- give me a give me, uh, mnemonic device. Yeah. It's what Switzerland is, which is what you love. So neutrality wait is a second. good. So let me just get this straight. <laughs> so I don't like Switzerland. No, you like Switzerland. So I, wait, I, I like think Switzerland. We've established this. I like you Switzerland. Love cuckoo clocks and chocolate. So, cuckoo clocks and cuckoo Nancy clocks. Gold. Yes, because and Nancy Gold and Nancy Drew. I don't know. I don't know who Nancy Gold is, but I just thought I'd throw are, in. Dave, are you confusing Nats, Nancy Drew with Nancy Gold? Because once again, this is clearing up a lot of things. <laughs> Nancy Gold. And the adventure, you are of the, an Oliver Sacks the adventure book of the missing clock about to happen. <laughs> I would like to clarify: there's nothing in the cookies, <laughs> but there is stuff in these balls. I will tell you that much. I just want to say, I just, I just want to impress, impress Crystal and say, I saw uh, Iron Maiden in 1984 at the Pacific Coliseum. Nice. All right. Yeah. Can you tell the audience why you randomly just said because because uh, uh, I think I think you brought it up. You said 
I thought you said you like Iron Maiden. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope, I guess not I don't at know. all. I don't know what I was Dave, listening to. Are you to. confusing Iron Maiden with, with Switzerland? <laughs> I get Iron Maiden and Switzerland mixed up all the time. Uh, Crystal's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. Uh, Wait, Dave, you said she was wearing a, a shirt that said board games. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. She's taken off her board game, uh, which was not a, a shirt. It was a uh, like a sweatshirt. I understood. If that's what they're still called, I don't know. But she was hot. Yeah, what do you what do you what do you think about shirts name? nowadays? Are they still sweatshirts? Do they have a different name? Sweaties? Is that what they're calling them? I don't know what they're called. Maybe they're called jump shirts. I don't know. I'm old. Mm-hmm. And I daughtered. Anyhow, uh Crystal's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. So that just made me think of the that I saw Iron Maiden in nineteen eighty four during their during their number of the beast tour. And Bruce Dickinson, lead singer, and jet uh, jet uh, pilot, he um went to sing and put his foot up on the monitor in front of him for some dramatic howling and he missed the monitor and almost fell off the stage into the audience it was a good moment for me nice i was down in front so i saw it all those are the good old days at concerts when you could you know pay for somewhere up in the blues section of the of and the sneak down and then sneak down and wind your way down among solo and people. if a singer falls into the audience you get to keep them you get to yeah, keep that's yeah the bits, law of singers you get to keep yeah. bits of him because yeah. of course he gets torn unless they land on their back in which case you are required to, to deliver them or if they step onto your hands and then you have yeah, to, that's right but if they fall face like, first yeah Done. Second, they hit the floor. Well, that's they're yours. Yeah, that's that's the, the that's the amazing thing about someone yeah. like Iggy Pop, who for years has crowd surfed, walked on crowds and stuff yeah. like that. Is that he's still alive is amazing. That's that happened to a couple of singers from Van Halen. They hit the floor and they were just taken <laughs> away, it? and then they're they gone. had to be replaced like uh, the next day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sammy David Hagar, Lee Roth gone. David Lee Roth gone. Sammy Hagar you gone. Jumped too high. Did you <laughs> jump too high? <laughs> did you? Uh, did I ever tell you, Dave? And I haven't told you guys this because we've never <laughs> met. Uh, have we met before, like after a show or something? Do you ever say hi? Or... I don't think so. Okay, well, hello. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, there used to be a fake David Lee Roth in town. Yes, you have mentioned that, actually. Yeah. Let me tell you guys this story. There's a guy here for like about, I don't know, eight months, uh, pretending to be David Lee Roth, and people believed him, and he just went like from bar to bar and hung out, and uh, people thought he was David Lee Roth. And, you know, he'd sometimes buy drinks. He'd often have drinks bought for him. I'm and sure. he was very popular. And then uh, at one point, someone figured out he wasn't David Lee Roth. And this happened six years ago when we should have fucking known better. Because, you know, they realized he wasn't made of diamonds like David Lee Roth. Because he's called Diamond Day? Yep. And I assume that's because he's made of diamonds. Sure. Because why else would you call someone that? Yeah. It'd just be ridiculous. Yeah. So they looked at him. So this person is in a diamond. Diamonds on the soles of his shoes because he wasn't Paul Simon either. <laughs> oh. There you go. Nice. I'm an even older reference. <laughs> and now back to the young people. So shirts are called <laughs> again. Well, I just okay. Here's why. I, here's why I said that. Perfectly Because I think call them. <laughs> that seems worse somehow. I just think uh, calling something a sweatshirt is like the worst name of all time. Brent Butt has a good joke about it, though. Oh, does he? Any shirt he's in long enough eventually becomes a sweatshirt. That isn't long <laughs> enough? No. You guys heard me, right? Yeah. All right. The, the people with the young ears heard me. Uh, Brent's joke, sure. again, okay. the second time, sure. much less funny. Let me do this magic trick one more time. Yeah, sure. Any shirt he stays in long enough yeah. becomes a sweatshirt. Oh. And it's the queen of hearts on the window, everyone. <laughs> That's right. There it is again. The queen of hearts is I thought we'd taken up. that down. It's amazing. You did, I didn't even see you sneak around me. Good, good magic. I'm a real sneaky Skyrim <laughs> dragon. <laughs> Skyrim. Should I play Skyrim or is it just too much of a time suck? Uh, it's a good oh, game. It's, a it's definitely a time suck. Uh, okay. We've just got into, we just started playing the new Zelda game and uh, that looks like it's going to take a couple of months. I think between the two of us, we've sunk like 1,200 hours into Skyrim. Okay. So, 1,200 hours. Yeah. Something hmm. like that. Most of that was before we had a child. Yeah. <laughs> 
and now it's the child's duty to carry on the family legacy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Your mother played Skyrim. <laughs> Your father played Skyrim, and by God, you'll be playing Skyrim. I don't want to play Skyrim. You'll be playing Skyrim. I want to be a cantor. <laughs> You're not even Jewish. <laughs> and that was a reference to a 1930s movie. <laughs> there was also a remade with the Neil Diamond. Ta- the first it was talking. remade with Neil Diamond. Okay. Directed by in Norman Jewison, Canadian what year director. Was it remade? 1980, 1980, everyone. Okay, very the good. Jazz singer, Neil Diamond, Laurence Olivier. Okay. Back to telling our guests what concerts you saw in the 80s. <laughs> I saw a lot of concerts in the 80s. Some of them are impressive. Some of them aren't. What was uh, so a flock of seagulls with the fix? At let's the Queen let's go around Theater. and say our first concert. First concert. First concert by myself. Hey, go either way. I'm gonna go by myself. Motorhead at the Kirstyle Arena. Uh, I saw Laurie Anderson with you. First concert you saw. Uh, Billy Talent at the Pacific Coliseum. Okay. Very good. I actually saw a death metal band called Cryptopsy at the Balmoral. Uh, wow, that is a hip. That is a hip first concert. Yeah, it's not a thing anymore. So. The Belmoral? The Belmoral. No, it's, it very... st- it's still there, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, music venues come and go in Vancouver. The sign is still there, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, that was a grade 10 for me. I, that was my first... I was when I was allowed to go to a concert by myself. The very first concert I ever went to, my mom took me to see Gordon Lightfoot when I was in grade 4, which was a pretty special night for me because I was a big... And still am a big Gordon Lightfoot what, fan. What, what year was this then? Uh, 76. That's a good year to see Gordon Lightfoot. Yes, a very good year. He made some blue jokes on stage, which my mum was outraged by. Could I hear a Gordon Lightfoot blue joke? To be frank, I do not remember them, Mm -hmm. nor did I understand what he said. I had no, I was in grade four. How, why would I know what blue, like, that he was making, like, a lewd comment? I didn't even know what he was talking about. I was sitting there like, when's he going to play Don Quixote? But did you just hear your mom go, and while everyone was like, ha! When it was over, we, it was really nice. My mom took me to the concert because she knew that I liked Gordon Lightfoot. And then when we came, we didn't go directly home. We we stopped at uh, White Spot, and we had a burg- we had burgers sitting at the counter, like at the, you know, instead of sitting at a booth, we sat at a counter. Oh, back when they had counters at the White Spot. <clears throat> I don't know if they still do. This was the one in, in uh, sort of Burnaby Coquitlam, right on North Road there by sure. Lougheed Mall. That's yeah. not the White Spot we'll be going to. No, that's too far. But it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of a, it's a nice memory for me. So I really, my mom insists that I went and saw that I also saw John Denver, but I did not go to that concert because I did not like John Denver. But she remembers you going to John Denver. She swears that did I did. Did you take another one of your brothers? Because you all yes, are the they same. went as a family to it, but I did okay. not go. I was like, uh, no. I was a, I was even a snob as a young child because biology. My parents aren't snobs. They're a couple of oafs. They're cultural oafs. Then we're gonna throw it to our guest. Best concert you ever went to. Best concert. Ooh. Oh man. Um, Nine Inch Nails or Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Opposite oh, ends together. Of the wow, together. Nice. Yes. That it's would a be amazing. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Leonard Cohen singing Hurt. Oh, just... <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> Very deep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, either one of those concerts. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't like concerts much, but uh, I enjoyed seeing uh, They Might Be Giants at the Commodore okay. and enjoyed seeing okay. Squeeze at the Orpheum. I was for that. I was there for that show as well. Yeah. Uh, my best concert I ever saw, we talked about this before, but it's the Beta Band at the Richards on Richards, which was great because I never had heard their music. And I didn't know who they were. I just happened to be at a concert the week before. I think it was Akron Family. And then Akron slash Family. And then uh, there were handouts on the tables for the beta band, who I'd heard read about in Mojo Magazine, the British mag- music magazine. Best music magazine, by the way. And I read about them in there. And so I thought, well, that would be a show that we should probably see. So we went back the next week and mind blown by how great that show was. So good. In fact, we went and saw Radiohead. We went and saw them open for Radiohead, and when they finished playing, we, we were going to leave. We started walking out of the stadium. It was the Thunderbird Stadium at UBC, and um, yep, the beta band played. It was fantastic. And we were like, well, that's it. Let's go. And so we started walking out, and then I, then I said, you know, we kind of paid a lot of money for tickets. Like, 
let's just stay and watch Radiohead. But we didn't want to like, we weren't that interested, so we just sat and watched them. That was better. It was an okay show. It wasn't as good as the beta band. Let's say that. Because they're just a fantastic live band. Like they're just so great live. Like they're just so just great. Yeah, some bands are just like that. Like they're better in a live sense. Yeah, they're they besides their first album, which was like a collection of three EPs, which is called three EPs. <laughs> the remainder of their discography is pretty so so. But live, they're just fantastic. They you know, and it's just it's too bad that they couldn't capture that whatever it was on stage, that essence of them as a band on stage and and put it on record, which they did in the first few few albums. But for some reason, they started, it seems to me they started second guessing themselves or trying to have a hit, like trying to make themselves into something they weren't. And they just kind of, they just hamstrung themselves. But live, they were fantastic. They were multi-instrumentalists, so they could trade trade instruments. And then they always would end the show on this one song. I think it was House Song that usually would play at the very end, which involved pretty much everyone either the bass player still played the bass, but everyone else on drums in some way. There was two oh. drum kits, so two drummers drumming, and then everyone else doing percussion and stuff. And they would even bring friends up to play. And, and it was just a fantastic end to a concert. So good. And also they would play with like movies, playing behind them, like home movies, that they would make these kind of crazy, fantastical movies, like them on f- magic carpets flying and being st- stolen away by a giant parrot. While they were... And it was just all this crazy stuff. They, they just did themselves. They weren't like professionally produced or anything. They looked as amateurs as, as all get out. But that's what made them so great. It was, just, it was amateur and spontaneous and it was good. I highly recommend going to see them. Everyone should go back in time and see the beta band at Richards on Richards in whatever year that was. I just wish I could go back in time to Richards on Richards. Yes. That's a great venue. It was mm-hmm. a great, great venue, and now it's uh, condominiums, but at, in its day, it was a... Not as good a venue. Not as good a venue, <laughs> no. It was empty condominiums. It was Airbnb condominiums aren't as good a venue. But yeah, that was... I mean, yeah, it was probably one of the better venues in town. Yeah. Like, I, I have sort of, sort of fond memories of the town pump, but whenever I think about it, I have to admit, like, it was like the worst stage placement that was ever... ever <laughs> did you ever go to the, st- the town pump? No. Oh, it was so weird. There was a small standing area in front of the stage but most of the seating was to the side of it so you're just if you wanted to like sit and watch the band you just looked at them from the side while they were singing to a wall because basically they're like five feet from the wall when they're on on the stage it's terrible it's a terrible venue but they always had great bands there i saw robin hitchcock there i saw the mighty lemon drops there I saw some other bands there. I can't remember. I now. did uh, comedy before the Barney Bentall band, and in between, oh really? Break, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, did you make a lot of jokes about being a trust fund baby and 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 being the front man in a band? Yes, I did. Okay, got I don't what know what you're referring to, but yes, I'm going to yes and. Do you know Bentall Center, right? Oh, that's what we're doing. Then. That's that was his family. Oh, okay. So I was going to go. Are you confusing the Barney Bentall? No, band no, no. With the Bentall he, Center. Bentall Center is is a huge development here in Vancouver. Oh, nice. Well, good for him. He, that. yeah. So it's great for him, but for the band that we're he all struggling like a nice behind him. Sweary kind of guy. Did he swear a lot? Oh yeah, did some cussing. Yeah. And no, that's uh, part of his. Tegan and Sarah. Oh, we mm. did some some comedy uh, before them at Richards and Richards. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's my experience with most of those clubs. So they didn't go for concerts. What, what was, was? Yeah, I think Richards and Richards. Someone, and the and the people in the audience went, "We don't want to see this." And it's like, man, we don't want to be here let's just get through this together hooray all right that's not bad riches on richards was a great club because it was for up-and-coming bands so you could see bands that were sort of you know coming sort of rising up before they had to play it like the commodore and stuff like that yeah it was nice it was really intimate like Mm -hmm. the stage was that perfect height that you could lean on it yeah there wasn't a security guy there to kick you off of it yeah that's right yeah um and you could see the stage from everywhere Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it was in a corner facing out into the room yeah as opposed to a lot of venues where it's 
awkward. It was, it was, and it was a dance club as well. Like Richards and Richards was a place where my wife went to when she was younger and went to like dance at. You know, it was like a bar with with music playing, and and then they kind of did this weird switch where then it became you know it had a concert element to it. And but they whoever booked for them, they, yeah, it was a really it was a really great place. I saw a lot of bands there that I really, really yeah. That liked. place is a loss. Just Richard Street is a loss for what it yes, was. Yes, what it once was. You know, I don't like to be Johnny Nostalgia, but that is. A I love to like, be Johnny Nostalgia. Fair enough. All right, we can be Johnny Nostalgia in a bit. I, I mourn. <laughs> I mourn the loss of movie theaters on Granville Street. That's yes. my, that's my thing. Where did the uh, kitten go? Uh, into your computer. <laughs> that's where. That's where that all went. If you're asking. That's true. I actually never went to that place. I'm joking. Where did that theater go that played Caligula for four years go? What was that theater? It's now a record store. Well, that's not so bad. And it's also a dance club. Yeah. You walk through the record store to get to the dance club. And they've taken the name of the previous movie theater that it was before it was... Movieland? Uh, uh, no, Studio. Oh, Studio. Okay. Oh, that that's Studio. Okay. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Now, yeah. uh, we got... To, we're... But really, what you miss is The Paradise, which was like... Three movies, three for movies for two seventy five for very little money. Ridiculous! And you might as well live there. And basically, there's no reason you shouldn't live there. This, the basically <laughs> that place. Three movies is the amount of sleep you need, yeah. right? But I mean, the problem with a place like that, it's a great thing, right? You're seeing three movies for two seventy five. Yeah. But it's also like it's also like the death of movies. You know, it's just like saying like no one wants to see movies. We're just going to give you three movies for as little money as you could possibly think of paying, and that's. Good enough. But I saw a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, me too. And then I would see the follow-up movies to those movies. Or, you know, So mm-hmm. they, it's not the worst idea in the world. Um, we, had, we had the Clover out in Cloverdale. That, that also did uh, movies that were just left theaters. Yep. Before they went to video, you could catch them at the Clover. I do miss the Clover. Who doesn't? That was a great place. <laughs> for you bring Clover. your own bowl for popcorn? That was a little you later. You your own bowl? Yeah. And we'd fill it up for one person. You'd just... Yeah. That was a later development. That didn't exist when I Why was... Why not, there. though? You know? Mm, sure Popcorn's so cheap. So Why not? Cheap. <laughs> Well, the original Clover was an actual movie theater. Like that's where we went and saw Star Wars in 1978. Um, like a year later. Whatever happened to that movie? Don't know. Really, don't know what happened to it. Um, because the movies that I've seen that are called that don't look the same. Let me ask this: uh, When was the first time you saw Star Wars? The first Star Wars, if you have seen Star Wars. I was probably about six. And on VHS or yes. or DVD. VHS. VHS. Mm. Okay. And was it the with the CG or was it without the CG? without without the CG? original Star Wars? So it was pan and scan. Then it was like not not. Uh, yeah, it was before the re-release. So not letterboxed. Okay. And yeah. first time I saw Star Wars was with the re-release. Okay. Um, in theaters. So, oh, okay. Which I mean, if you have to see Star Wars like the re-released version, yeah. At least your first times in theaters. I feel right. like that's a pretty good way to see the re-released version. Sure. I saw the original version in the theater, so. And let me, I'm going to do a couple of quick follow-up questions, okay. just because I'm interested. Did you know the plot beforehand, as in, like, the parentage and little reveals and stuff like that from future movies, or did you go in kind of cold, like, oh, it's just... I was six. I had no concept about no any of it. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And yourself? Um, I didn't, actually. My family's not really into, like, wasn't into science fiction. That They still aren't. I'm huge into it now. I think Star well, that's Wars. That's biology talking, guys. Yep. So Eugene Levy. And some people will say Star Wars is not science fiction. I would say it's more science fantasy, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So I feel like in the environment of uh, growing up with Star Wars, um, it sort of turned me into a science fiction. Is that right? Character. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So now you like science fiction a lot. I love but science you, fiction. Yeah. Do you read science fiction or do you like? Do you prefer? Uh, no, I have like a pretty large science fiction novel collection. Nice, nice. So. I found a bunch of uh, Daw, like old 1970s Daws, like the other day. 
That's pretty excited. So, nice. so, uh, so what, are, what are those? Oh, the book company. The publisher. Yeah, they just have these great garish covers on them that have nothing to do with the book inside. It's yeah. fantastic. Like one's called the Puppet Masters, and it has like a guy, the Robert Heinlein book, and it has this, this like this kind of skinny person with with circles, concentric circles going around them, and you're like, what does that have to do with the book? Nothing, but. You know, they just had like a selection of covers that people would do, and they would just go, let's use that one. Oop, doo, doo, doo. New book. Uh, I'm going to say my controversial Star Wars um, uh, point of view. Uh, I knew you would. All right, very good. Dave did know. Dave, Dave's one with the Force and can predict the, <laughs> predict the future. Uh, yes. As much as I think that The Empire Strikes Back is a very good movie and there's good things in Return of the Jedi, I think Star Wars works best as its own movie, kept by itself. Yeah, I would and agree. You, and it has more power I would agree and with impact than uh, I would agree you throw you. all the other. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that's come out of all the rest, but nope. you don't think Empire Strikes Back is uh, good? Yeah, I think it's very good. But if that, that you said a lot of good stuff. There's one good thing that came out of it. Empire Strikes Back and the and the Lego games are pretty good, um, but I was uh, what I, I went to I went to uh, watch this tonal change. Uh, I went to my friend Nick Harrison's play this week. Oh yes, which that's is right. A play uh, called How Star Wars Saved My Life. I read about it in the newspaper. And I went. That's how old I am. And I went to see it. That's, that's how old, old you are. I, am. <laughs> I went to see it in a theater. And uh, Lincoln was sitting behind me. I'm that old, folks. <laughs> That play predicted that, um, but it was it was talking about his uh, abuse in uh, in the school system, the Catholic school system, and how Star Wars helped him when he saw that. Like yeah. he was able to process use that film to process certain things. Okay, because the Empire and Darth Vader was very similar to priests in robes. Yeah, and there was this rebellious kid who you know uh, could rise above it with mm -hmm. the help of the Force, and there was all, uh, elements you know he was able to take and 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 put into his life, and it made me think of like. Yeah, when you have a film that's so that's so open like that, like Star Wars, yeah. uh, you can project yourself into it a lot easier than when you put every detail into it. Now Leia's your sister, and this guy's your dad, and there's this history, and he did this, and he did that, and there's all this past stuff. It's like there's less room for you to fit in and project yourself into whatever character you want to project yourself into. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's stronger Star Wars. Like just here's th that one line that Obi Wan says, which is "Strike me down, and I'll and I'll I'll be more powerful than you could mm -hmm. ever imagine." Yeah. Well, no, he's like an old ghost that needs to sit on a log after he's had a conversation because <laughs> he's winded yeah. and talked to Yoda. I'm like, well, no, you're not more powerful. I can imagine a ghost sitting on a log. That's not a man. But yeah. if you if you end it with he's the guy guiding Luke mm -hmm. and he's now one with the Force yeah. and they blew up the Death Star, well, yeah, you've become more powerful than ever. Mm -hmm. You were right. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, what you said is, is true. But then you add more and more details. It feels like it weakens it. I think when George wrote episode four, it was he'd only planned on it being the one movie, right? Like he, I don't know. Is I, that right? I, I feel uh, like he did luck out with a lot of stuff. I know yeah. a lot of things like the parentage that came at the last second in yeah. the next film. I, I think the original like screenplay didn't really have any plans for there being a sequel because George just wasn't sure it was going to be a success. Like the studio didn't expect it to go anywhere. Right? No. So I doubt they would have given him a sequel. So I don't think he had it planned. But no. Well, even if he did think in his mind it would be fun to carry on with these stories. Because yeah, because it was an assumed ending. It was it's, it's what is a perfect film. It ends you know with a with a with a real ending yeah. instead of having Stanley show up with a package for some character and then the movie just sort of sort of just sort of peters out. peters out. That's a good. That's a word. It peters out. You know, and you just well, I enjoyed parts of that movie, but you know, it's kind of like when you're playing uh, Guitar Hero and you get to the end of the song and you go to play that final chord and then you get the plonk and then you just watch. <laughs> The white line just kind of go along. And you're just like, oh. 
Oh, well. But then the rest, you could have been like aces for the whole song. And then you get to that last one, plonk. And that's what that feels like when you watch Civil War to me, is you got this movie. It's great. They're really playing that Guitar Hero stuff well. They're doing all the keys. They're barely making any mistakes. And they get to the very end, plonk. <laughs> and then I'm in the audience. I'm just like, and that's the, that's the impression I'm left with. I'm not left with the impression of, that was a great fight between in the airport. I really liked it. And Spider-Man was great. And that was fun. And, you know, Ant-Man was cool. And that final fight was fun. What I remember, my memory is, is the plonk. And that's all you get. The same way when, if you go see a band play and they go to end with a fantastic big ending to the song and then the power cuts out. And as you hear them on stage, you just hear someone go ching on the guitar. <laughs> that's, and you just say, like, then they're kind of like, well, good night. Do you know why? Why? Bad electricity. That's, the that's, problem. <laughs> that's a problem. There you go. But That's we're, important. They can't do that yeah. without electricity. And so the, the problem with, no matter how good a Thank film... Thank God for you. We're vital. <laughs> and no matter how good a film Empire Strikes Back is, and it's a very good film, the it's ending... It's the best fan fiction film out there. The ending is a bit of a plonk, though, because it doesn't actually end. It, you know that's going to be... The story's going to carry on. Whereas when you finish Star Wars, it has an actual ending. The characters all get medals, except for Chewbacca, which is a crime. And I think Chewbacca got one, but it's under the fur. It's under the fur. <laughs> but his bandolier isn't under the fur. I don't know. How do you know it's not under the fur? I don't, I don't know. Also, I don't know. he we, wasn't the captain of the ship. To be fair, we don't know where we don't know where Wookiees carry medals. Well, we're, yeah, he might have it on backwards. Also, you don't know what his religion is. Well, I do because of the Life Day thing. But you know, <laughs> you don't know what his religion is. Maybe he can't wear medals as part of yeah, his religion. He can't touch metal. Oh, he can't touch metal. That's no. very difficult to be in the Millennium Falcon. It is. He has to walk around. He wears little slippers. You don't see them. Oh, I've got a lot of Wookiee fanfic. <laughs> Going on now? <laughs> no, I do. I've actually got, stupidly, I do have some uh, Chewbacca fanfiction in my head. Anyway, well, go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, I just feel like... We can talk about it over dinner. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I do think, if someone asked me what my favorite Star Wars film was, I think I would, I think I have been trained to say Empire Strikes Back. But in my heart of hearts, it really is the first one. Because that was the one that... I saw the commercials for on TV at my grandma's house while we were there for Sunday dinner. And I turned excited, excitedly to my dad and said, that is going to be the greatest movie ever. And my dad said, eh, looks it, dumb. Yep. And you went, genetics, dad. I can't said, help this. I can't, can't help it. It's biology. I'm already into this crazy stuff. I don't know why. I'm seeing a movie. People are in a spaceship. There's a furry guy. There's people yelling at each other. There's leaders going back and forth. What more does a kid in grade five want? Nothing. I'll tell you what the kid wanted. A Muppet, and the next film did deliver with that. Just a Muppet shows. I did like the, I did like the Muppets quite a bit, <laughs> and I also like magic. They came together. Yeah. No, you don't remember that. Do you remember that when they played uh, Muppets on ABC? It was first had the European magic show, a lot of a lot of uh, hand magic, and then then it, Muppets came after that. No, this oh. is a very deep cut, bro. <laughs> Sorry. No, you got to find me a clip of that. I don't. I thought you were going to say the uh, Anthony yeah. uh, Hopkins movie Magic came on. After no, 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 scared no, the shit out no, of no, no. Do you remember when? Uh, ah, we're doing nostalgia now. Sorry about this. <laughs> remember when Mark Hamill was on the Muppets with no C three PO and R two D two? I'm sure I saw it, but I don't remember that. Okay, I don't remember very much of the Muppets. That was show. one of the best of the. Hey, let's take the Star Warses and put yeah. them on the TVs. Yeah. And if you put them on the Donnie and Marie, ooh, you put them on the holiday <laughs> special, <laughs> and I just put up a clip on my Facebook page, but I should put it on ours. You should. Richard Pryor uh, running the Star Wars bar, but like as a bar. Yeah. But he's got all the real costumes from uh, from the Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah. And it doesn't look like they wrote any material, and he's just riffing on their faces. 
and then drops the N-word at one point. So I wanted him. You know, this N-word reminds me of a guy I know in Cleveland. Like, what the shit is that? What's going on, Richard Pryor? And the, yeah. And then you know, the, you Muppets, know the, guy the who, Muppets weren't just for kids. Do you know who... Well, I don't know if this was even Muppets, because this oh, is Moss okay. Lysa Cantina. Sorry. Remember the guy who looked like the devil who was in the Moss Lysa yes. Cantina? Yeah. Richard just Pryor goes off about, that's the devil! And he just like starts freaking out like he's the actual devil. <laughs> it's uh, an interesting clip. I'll put that up. It sounds, sounds fun. But of all of those, the best was R2-D2, C-3PO, and Mark Hamill on the Muppet, on the Muppet show, show. Where they bust in... Oh, because the guest was going to be that week was going to be Mark Hamill. Okay. But the Star Wars folks show up. Oh. And so there's all this confusion okay. of people thinking Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker and, uh, you know, oh. that they look so oh. much alike. And when was this? Was this actually at the time of Star Wars or later? Uh, it would be, like, very close to Star Wars having been released, okay. yeah. So pre, pre-accident? Pre-accident, I believe, okay. yes. Hmm. Interesting. You regard, uh, you call the prequels the accidents, right? Is that what you're talking <laughs> That's about? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. By accident, you mean someone shat in their pants. Sure. Okay. Okay. Now back to our guest because we're coming up on about an hour and a half now. And okay. We do have to do a chick talk because that's legally thing. Now, <laughs> is there anything that you wanted to ask David uh, or myself or anything that you wanted uh, out of this show uh, that yeah. we can provide for you as our guest before we uh, before we wrap start wrapping up? You can confer as a couple. Yeah. Uh, and Dave this... and I will talk as a couple over here. <laughs> What's their fucking problem? Yeah, they I knew they were going to do the show for like about months. They should have planned for this yeah. shit. I can't believe we told them before the show started. We gave them a questionnaire to fill out. They have didn't you tried do that. These cookies are really good. I don't know how I'm going to like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wish I had a plastic bag. I just put them in or something. They're really great. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't have any room All for actual cookies. food at the restaurant. I know. I don't think I'm going to be able to eat later. I worked today. Someone brought pizza. Well, what had, kind of pizza was it? It's Panagopoulos. I had seven pieces. Oh, okay. Then someone brought donuts. I had two donuts. I had a lot of food today. You were telling me before about the origin of the name Panagopoulos. Yeah, pa- Papadopoulos was the inventor of the oh. ham and pineapple pizza. That's right. So that's why they named Panagopoulos. So that. they tried to like glom onto that uh, famous a, name. Yeah, that's right. The actual owners are, are Mennonite people who live in Abbotsford. But, you know, like Friesen's pizza doesn't really work as a, I don't know if their name is Friesen, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, I totally understand. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of Friesen now. Cause of <laughs> hey, you remember when we had guests? Should no. I check in on them? Let's see how they're doing. They've been quiet do, for a while. Do, 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 I think they just do. want a night out of the house. <laughs> you right. said it. All right. All right. I'm going to turn back to them and see what happens. Okay. All right. Oh, hi, guys. Hi. Hi. What's, uh, what's up? What's your favorite Panagopoulos dip? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have opinions about this. <laughs> um, I'm going to say probably a blue cheese dip, um, which is uh, when, I, when I was a young man, again, we're going nostalgia. Yeah, here. go nostalgia, please. Uh, uh, I, uh, blue cheese was the worst thing in the world because it, uh, it smelled like vomit. So, I assume so you knew what it was. When I was a child? Yeah. There was straight out blue cheese in the world when I was a child. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I would, uh, and they said, try it. And I tried it and it tasted horrific. Mm-hmm. Like a, a kid can't uh, take that. <laughs> and my dad said to me, you'll like it when you're an adult. And I'm like, I don't understand how that's possible. And yeah. Went, I'll tell you something else. You're going to like olives when you're an adult. And uh, I went, I hate olives. And like, I know, but as an adult, your taste yeah. changed. Did you tell you about tomatoes? Make any wild com- tomato claims during this? Yeah, give me the tomato talk that all fathers <laughs> and sons have to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, so over the years, I would taste. Uh, I never had that talk so with my dad. And just go. I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he was right. I do like olives, and I do like blue cheese now. Hmm. So there you go. You won that fight, old man. <laughs> was it a fight? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, you had a tussle over this. All, it was all a fight. It was brother. all a fight. Okay. okay. Your favorite dip. Battle of egos. Uh, here's my feeling on dips. Pizza oh, dips. Oh, it's not a fact. It's a is feeling. that uh, the best pizza dips? Like best dips are Little Caesars dips. And that's that is his. Fact. Oh, are we breaking out of Panagopolis? That was not the question, sir. I no. Well, I thought it was sir. favorite pizza dip. 
You're asking for a favorite Panagopoulos? We were talking about Panago, so. I don't really eat Panago pizza. I'm not, oh, a, I'm not okay, a fan, sorry. although I ate it today. Um, I ate it today at work because that's what we were giving. Jalapeno Ranch, then. I'm going to go to the Jalapeno Ranch. My mistake. Sorry if we're doing Jalapeno that. Ranch. Well, yeah, that, that's a Panagopoulos one? Mm-hmm. was not an option in the in the plastic bag of dips, so I went with the blue cheese myself. But I prefer my... I think that um, Little Caesars, they get the dip. They get Jesus, the dipping rate. Do you own a steak in Little I do Caesars own a steak in Little Caesars. I do love Little Caesars as well. That's probably my favorite... Uh, like Stuffed crust pizza, please. Do they do a stuffed crust? Oh, with crazy bread. The crazy bread the crazy coating bread on it. The crazy bread is pretty great. Crazy bread crust stuffed cheese with the crazy bread finish on the outside and then all the whatever the fuck kind of pizza you want mm-hmm. in the middle. It's a lot of guts calling uh, breadsticks crazy bread and trying to brand it as your own damn thing. Well, but the the topping is there. Like They, they invented like the... Parmesan yeah. and garlic. It's pretty crazy. And butter. Yeah. What's crazy about that shit? It's good. In, in, in an Italian restaurant. Garlic, <laughs> and, garlic what are they and, doing? Garlic and parmesan. Parmesan and garlic. But the fact was <laughs> that they, they're, the, they're the ones who did it. So if you do it... Uh-huh. It's your crazy bread. You can call it what you want. Yeah. What would be a what would be a better name for it? What's that? What would be a better name for for crazy bread? Uh, well, everyone loves garlic toast. Yeah. So uh, Parma garlic toast. That's better than crazy bread. Yeah. People have mental illnesses, Dave. <laughs> yes, and they make arguments like you are. All right, back to your. Uh, what do you guys think? You've got strong dip views. What yeah. What, what's your favorite? Uh, my favorite you know? pizza dip isn't actually like a dip. It's more like a. This was your damn question. Uh, no, no, it was Wait, crystal. It was those crystal Everyone's no one's answering the question. Italian garlic. Italian Thank garlic. you. Okay. Panagopoulos? Yes. Okay, if, Thank we're going, you. if we're going with Panagopoulos, jalapeno cheddar. Okay, jalapeno oh, cheddar. Oh, two people. Good. Oh, jalapeno cheddar wins. Although I like the spice, I prefer the uh, chipotle. Well, I guess it was jalapeno. I think I like the jalapeno dip at uh, Little Caesars, but they don't have it anymore. Mm. They took it away. Assholes. Yeah, what kind of dip do you like at Panago? Oh, like the Godfather. What, you mean the pizza place? No, the movie. <laughs> well, you can't just say a different thing. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I did like Godfather's pizza, though, back There are the no day. rules for me. They had the best uh, pinball room. It's like, oh, so many good video games and pinball Godfather's? games. Godfather's? Yeah, at uh, Scott72. Mm. Yeah, oh, that man. was pretty good. That was some good. That was some good. Uh, that that's, was in North Delta. That's one of my favorite memories, actually. Street. Sorry, the Surrey-North Delta rivalry. Ian, Ian came to visit me one time. We went to Godfather's, had some pizza. Then we drove over to, to David M's and we watched, uh, I made you watch Evil Dead 2 for the first time. That's right. Dave got on his penny farthing bicycle, locked in <laughs> the special boots that you have to wear, old timey boots. Well, that's right. Old timey boots. <laughs> I got to wear my special shoes these boots to are ride for, my bike. These boots are made for penny farthing. The uh, person I'm writing, not writing, but the person I'm co creating uh, Exorcisters with, uh, Giselle Legacy. Um, <laughs> she's uh, just started watching Ash versus the Evil Dead. And, okay. Uh, she's uh, th- th- loving it. Oh, good. So it just yeah. came up on Netflix. Yeah. Have Who's it on Netflix now? Yes, they just added it like, this week. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, cool. I, haven't, I haven't seen it. It's on my uh, list. Do, do you like the uh, Evil Dead movies? Yeah, they're great. How oh, ma- then you're in for a treat. Can okay. I ask how many seasons they added of it? Both seasons? Two seasons worth? I think they added both, yeah. They're sort of out of the blue. Well, I haven't, I haven't the finished list. the final season because uh, so. I was not uh, doing it in the acceptable ways of, you know what I mean. You were not clothed? <laughs> I watched at it. At work? I watched, it, I watched it sitting in a chair with my back to the television. <laughs> I could not see the show what at all. What a creepy way that would be to watch a horror movie. <laughs> Papa's watching his stories. <laughs> he likes to imagine it. Okay, so we have time for Chick, chick Talk. Okay. And uh, what's up with the what's up? Oh, sorry, we got to do okay, the thing. Let's do the. Uh... Oh wait, you're the guest. You guys can just say chick. when I point at you, say chick talk together. Just gotta say chick talk. Okay, ready? Okay, here we go. Chick talk. Oh, nice. Chick talk this week. <laughs> well, you know, I well, I put the roof on the uh, the old chicken run. 
Sorry, I was going to say you started to sound like Garrison Keillor, but he's a little creepy now, so I'm not going to say that. Sound like you're the old, old time. chicken run. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so now. Well, sir, life's moving pretty slow with the old Dedrick house. <laughs> Laugh <laughs> down at old Chicken Wobegon. Have you got a name for the chicken house, by the way? Yeah, Wobegon. All right. No, I don't have a name for it's the chicken. Than the chicken ranch. I don't have a name for it, but uh, it's it's okay. So I made this chicken run, and you know I just can't make a make a chicken run. I gotta add something. I gotta add my own personality to it. So I made a little. Uh, I made a little. You know, I put a string in. So now from outside, you can open the door mm-hmm. to the to the chicken coop, revealing the uh, gangplank of death. Which that's how noisy you use it anyway. And she comes out. And she gets to the edge and she's kind of like, going to go down? I'm going to step with this foot. No, I'm going to step with this foot. Out. No, I'm going to put this foot first. Nope. I'm going to do this foot. Uh, oh, e, e, f, uh, uh. And then finally she just kind of jumps out. And then she goes, burp, 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 burp. she makes a lot of noises. And then she kind of flaps her wings and she goes down the down the gangplank. And she's just a lot of complaining. She's like the, the noisiest bird you'll ever meet. She just spends her whole time complaining. Um, but when you... The other thing is when you first open the door before Noisy comes out, Queenie, of course, can't go forward. She can only walk backwards with her head down and as fast as she can, which is always the best way to walk blindly backwards as, as quickly. She, as soon as I open the door, she'll come out and just fall down onto the ground. She'll just kind of flap down, woo, and then land. It's like, well, why are you doing that? <laughs> you could wait. I can come and help you. But no, she just comes out really quickly. Genetics. It is Genetics stupidity also is a big part of it. I think that's the genetic makeup of a chicken. But um, she, I don't know, I think maybe, I have a feeling, and it makes me sad, that she's as good as she's ever going to get. That she's just going to always have a neck, and she's never not going to, you know, wander around backwards, lodging herself between the feeder and the, the, the fence of the run, and then getting stuck there. And spending an hour <laughs> standing no. in one place because she doesn't because she can't go forwards. She can, but the thing is, when she goes forwards, she'll get her head up. She'll like have her head down, and she'll get her head up, and then she's looking forwards, and then she'll like make this really slow step. That's how slow it is. That was the pause there. It was me stepping forward. Then she'll make another slow step forward, and then her head will drop down. Then she'll get scared. Then she'll go really fast backwards, and wherever she goes is where she goes. She'll be, you know, up. She'll go backwards and then up the fence a little bit and then she'll fall and then she'll fall down. Oh. Or she'll go, like I say, she'll go into the water thingy and she'll bash into that. She'll get stuck underneath the gangplank. That is, you don't know. She's just a ball of fun. But she's fine. You know, she's happy. Mm-hmm. She's living, which is better than where she was. Like she was being pecked to death by, by chickens where she was formerly. So she's, she was, she's got a reason to have been scared back then. Yeah. 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 She's got the fear. She's got the fear. Yeah. There's, there's environment to her as well, for sure. And how's Queenie doing? Queenie's. I was just talking about Queenie. Oh, sorry. So, well, you're saying noisy. This is. I was talking about noisy, and then I started talking about Queenie was noisy. No, no, no. I didn't say noisy. I said Queenie. You say one of the chickens was noisy. I didn't noisy. I did talk about noisy, but then I was also talking about Queenie. I understand. Okay, I'm sorry. I I feel like I I covered it all. I've covered it all. That was my mistake. I apologize to our guests. I apologize to you. But now that we have this, I apologize to the chickens. Now that we have this great chicken run. Okay. I would really like to get rid of these two dumb chickens and get in some real chickens that can lay some eggs. Okay. Because both of them are disappointing in terms of the egg laying department. To be although to be fair, we don't have a. I need to add a, a, a nesting area to the to their coop. So have you looked up how long chickens live? It doesn't matter how long they live. Would you like to know? How long do they live? Would have you, you looked like it up? Yeah. 
Uh, I haven't, but my sister-in-law did. Okay. Because she was listening to the show, and she went, oh, Dave's thing they'll live about two or three years. That's how long it's Dickens lives? Yeah. Okay, so anyway. Um, <laughs> she so, looked it up. Yeah, she looked it up. Mm-hmm. She looked up uh, how long uh, chickens, the kind of chickens you sure, have. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, between 10 and 20 years. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh, I just so I just uh, wanna... when your child is graduating from college, um, oh dear, there's going to be a sad day at the Dedrick house. A very tiny plot in the backyard. <laughs> you know, laid to rest. Yes, here lies with Queenie. laid in the quotes. Here lies here lies, <laughs> here lies Queenie upside down on her back. Yep. Um, that's interesting, and that changes my plans quite a bit. I think I'll add some special extra features, maybe some electrical things. I think I think you like might some... need a second chicken situation for the other for new chickens if you want to bring in more chickens. Well, I think we could I think we could accommodate more chickens okay. in in that. And once again, this has been a good story. If you've been I don't know how long have you been listening to the show for generally? Like, uh... Uh, two years probably. Sounds good. And then did some back catalog. Oh, bless your heart <laughs> for that. Um, wow. So you you've heard the the start of and this. you still listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've heard the start of this where like Dave was I gotta look after a chicken. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm not all for it. <laughs> then like I got a second chicken. Screw this. I'm not going for this. To where now he's a chicken tear. And like. <laughs> A real Colonel Sanders. Well, I He's feel just like, like getting a, I went getting a to, ranch together. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I like, I, you know, I felt you got the bug. Like you, the you didn't see, you didn't see Queenie standing in the backyard, absolutely soaking wet from the rain. Their head, because she has this poof on the top of her head. She's got this little poof of, of feathers, and so with the rain on her, and then it would weigh her head down. And so then she'd be like, she'd have her head on the ground in the wet grass, which is even worse because she's getting more wet. And I would pick her up, and she'd be shivering. Yeah. You know, like you didn't see that. So then I was well, like, I, oh, I got a video of some of it. I got a her like a thing where she can be covered up. Heart. No, no. No, I'm wrong. You're no, you're. I, I'm a monster. Well, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry about the compliment. I would I take it back. You're a terrible person. So I built her this thing so she could be dry, uh-huh. warm and dry, and she and Noisy could have like a place where they're safe and right. stuff like that. That sounds like something a bad person would. Yeah, it's terrible. And now, yeah, you want more. Well, yeah, now I, I want like to pay off. I want it to have like some eggs at the end of this thing. I just don't want... And yes, Noisy has produced in the last six months one double yoker for us, which is handy because if you need two eggs and, and one thing, you can just crack one open and, and, and drop it in there. If you could sell double yolk eggs, you would make good money. Yeah. If you could just say that these are double yolk eggs, if people you could, would buy those. If you could make double mint eggs, that would be good too. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you lock it? No, it's unlocked. Just pull, pull hard. There you go. I think you'll find escape is impossible. <laughs> One of our guests just left left the room. Let's talk about her while she's gone. You know, whenever we have guests yeah. who are ladies, mm-hmm. they always have to leave the room. That's true. That is just a fact that ladies have to deal with. I know. It's genetics. Yeah. It's a genetic thing. It's a thing. genetic thing. It's definitely genetic. <laughs> I think you know what I think? Mm-hmm. I think it shows weakness. Ooh. That's what I think. You're gonna you're gonna come on that side of it. Yeah. She's not gonna listen to this one, right? No. Okay. All right. Are you going to listen to this one? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, we'll see. I mean, my podcast app just downloads them automatically. Oh, okay. Mm. So there's a chance I might listen to it not realizing that this is the episode. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't really hold on to them for very long. So it'll, it'll appear really quickly. So you won't forget that you're on this episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what my own voice sounds like. So uh, I may never know. Well, yeah. you will find out. That was something I, I, I didn't brought... realize it sounded like Cookie Monster. 
until I started doing the show. Right. You never use I. You always use uh, me. <laughs> me. Yeah. yeah. Me hungry. Yeah. Me like cookies. Me, I'm happy like, to be. I do good. like cookies. Yeah, you are. Nom, 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 Cookie. I'm trying to remember what Cookie Monster was originally called. It was called the we- the Wheeler or something. Really? Yeah. And it was back when there was like three different kinds of crackers. And one of them looked like a wheel. And there was three different monsters. And he was the he was the Wheeler, I believe. But it was something else. Like it, there was another W part of his name. And he had fangs. Like just fangs all inside of his <laughs> mouth as well. But he still sounded like Cookie Monster. And was a mm-hmm. Cookie Monster in every other aspect. Mm-hmm. So he was much creepier. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty terrifying. And nowadays... The monsters were terrifying on Sesame Street. Well, they're monsters. Like, Harry Monster was scary. Yeah, they're monsters. Like, to me as a child. Yeah, almost bullshit. Like, you know, how are you a monster? You're just a furry child. That's not a monster. Mm -hmm. Grover's a monster. Because, you know, you're like, well, you know, Grover and everything. But you look at the old Grover. Grover was... He was a hippie. He was like a guy (laughs) hanging out at a coffee shop. And you wouldn't want him around your daughter. Hippies are also monsters. Oh, of course. We agree? Hippies Mm -hmm. are monsters? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course we all agree this, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we got we got some really strong right wing views. <laughs> it's not right wing. No, it's no, it's just it's the more, right. It's, it's more just of, the right right view. It's more about hygiene for me. Mm. I have very strong hy- hygiene views. And you don't think Grover Grover is, smells the worst of all the monsters? Mm-hmm. You got it. Right. He would clearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cookie? it was Oscar. You know what? You know, I don't know. But Oscar, he did I live in a trash can. He did live in a trash but can. He didn't. He didn't live in trash. He just lived in a trash can. Was but it not pe- trash in the trash? Would can? people throw the trash into the trash can that Oscar was in? Yeah. And he processed it to get rid of it. I don't think anyone ever said, Oscar, you smell bad. No yeah. one ever reacted to him as a beast. What about, what about Gonzo? All those chickens? It's pretty smelly. Mm. Well. And I should know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Chick Talk's over. Okay, very good. Are you are you turning into a bit of a Gonzo? <laughs> no, I have no romantic feeling, no romantic and attachment. And when did that happen me? in the Muppet Show where they just went full on, Gonzo is just having sex with the chickens? <laughs> Because that was a very small, that was a subtle, 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 all in. (laughs) Was it the movies? (laughs) I'm not sure. Was it the movies? But clearly, that's where it's going. I've not seen all the Muppet movies, to be honest with you. You don't need, they're not all in continuity. I don't think (laughs) uh, Alien Muppet ones. I don't like continuity, so I'm happy with that. Good. Uh, Well, none of these shows are in continuity. Um, Okay, (laughs) so it's about time to wrap up because we're past the one minute 30. And we're going to go see ourselves some Star Wars after we eat. Sorry, we're not bringing you to Star Wars. I apologize. But you're free to see Star Wars on your own They have a baby to to go home and tend. What? Babies like Star Wars. Babies like Star Wars. Why? At what age are you going to show the baby Star Wars? That's a good question. We haven't discussed that one. We uh, we, <laughs> we made a terrible mistake with my niece and nephew. Yeah. Uh, in that we didn't show them Star Wars, and so they got to learn all about Star Wars from all the other things. Oh, like yeah. The uh, video games or whatever. So when they actually guys. saw Star Wars, it was no big shit. Also, their parents don't like it, so mm. it was like no big shit. Mm. So they've seen it, but they don't give a damn. So grade, uh, grade it's five. like, oh, no. I think grade five is the, is the optimum age for yeah. Star Wars. It'd be impossible to... Uh, to have them not play it before they see it, man. Mm-hmm. And so to most kids, I would say now, it'll be like, oh, they made a movie out of that game, mm-hmm. the Lego thing, because mm-hmm. the Lego version is always going to be the version that they're going to know the most of. Do you think, do you think, sorry, I know we're leaving, but I just want to ask a question. Do you think that... This is, huh? This is, you know it. You listen to the show. <laughs> do you think... Classic Dave, here's a half, half hour more. Do you think... Gener- one, one quick question, Columbo. And now do you I'm think generational like differences, do you think generational differences aren't based on age, but are based on cultural phenomenon you know um, what i mean okay. so like example well an example would be me and lisa so lisa's a little older than me so she was a little okay. too old when she saw star wars to appreciate star wars the way that i did as a kid in grade five okay so 
for my generation, Star Wars was like the shit. But for kids who are little, I feel like for her, there were older people going to it. What am I talking about? But I feel like, say the 60s, you know, if you were, if you were, if you kind of came of age in 62 and you're a teenager at that time, mm-hmm. and then you're a young adult in 64 and 65, you wouldn't be all that thrilled by the Beatles. You wouldn't be that thrilled by, you know, the hippie thing and stuff like that. You'd kind of feel like it was stupid because it's all people younger than you doing it, right? The way I felt about rave culture when I was, <coughs> excuse me, when I was in my uh, my tw- late twenties. Okay. No, I was. It wasn't my generation who are having fun in with with rave culture. So to me, that was stupid. And so that's a generational difference. The same way that you know, for kids who were teenagers when the Beatles were coming up, or were teenagers and just coming into like er, their twenties or going to university or going to college or whatever. You know, sixty-seven and stuff like that. The sixties has a totally different meaning than it would for kids who were a little older and came of age in the early 60s. Sure. And I think that, so I don't think it's totally age-based, but I think it's like this that cultural phenomenon that separates you. If it had stayed the same, if the 60s had been the same for like seven years, you know, so, you know, there was no President Kennedy, no Beatles, no burgeoning culture, you know, new pop culture and, and stuff like that. And then there would be more of a similar grouping, but because there's this major change this phenomenal phenomenal change then you get this big separation between those well, two i'm groups. gonna throw this first of all to our guests when they if they care to answer and if they don't i respect them for that as well um i'm gonna throw this out to our audience because that's a big question that's okay. a good question to throw throw to an audience and i okay. would also like to refer you back to a gentleman at the beginning of the show who said it's all genetic uh <laughs> <laughs> did not say it's all genetic but okay but uh, I mean, for me, for me, the Beatles thing was I uh, I could never listen to them as new because it was so saturated okay. in the culture oh, that it's different for that, our, that different was for our culture. Yeah, yeah it was sure. back. The, and the and the freedoms that we have that the generation before us did not have. Uh, you just take you absorb as this is just the way things are. Sure. And but for, so, but for our generation, a separator for us would have been something like video games. So when video games came out, we were at an age where we were immediately interested in it. For older teens or for older young adults, they weren't as interested in video games because it didn't seem that interesting to them because they they missed it. They missed the sweet time to get into something like that. Mm. And they might have done it a little bit. You know, they play Galaga at a bar or whatever, but they didn't want a console. They didn't want the stuff that we wanted, mm. that we got, you know. But then with video games, sorry, I'm dominating this right now. <laughs> um, uh, feel free to have these delicious cookies, though. Uh, there was also a period of time where video games went away. Like twice they went away. There was like the big Atari movement and then uh, the Coleco and whatever, and mm-hmm. then video games just completely went away. And then they were you in the arc- go to then, You could go you to could arcades, You could go though. to the arcade, but if you're talking yeah. about like having them in the home... But I'm saying didn't... for both, though. Oh, I understand. But like, but but in the time that you had to go to the arcade, you had to be comfortable going into an arcade mm-hmm. with a bunch of kids and not looking like a weirdo. Uh, if you were too oh, old or whatever, like you had to be a certain age or yeah. you look like a creep. Yeah. Um, but video games, you used to be able to play at home no matter what. So And then the video games went away at home, and then they came back, but then they went away again, yeah. and then they came back again. So yeah. there's been these real dips. So if you kind of came into of age during the time when it was a video game dips, yeah. it would probably be different how you'd react to video games than someone well, who just, just came in when it was But this is the thing, right? Like when you're younger, you, you could have the time to devote these sort, of in, these sort of interests. You know, if you're a little older, your interest in, is in trying to, get, trying to sleep with each other. That's your interest. So you're trying... We have guests here, Dave. No need for this kind of talk. They have a baby. They know oh, what we're okay, talking. fair enough. Shame <laughs> the, on you. So, Shame on you both. <laughs> how dare you? But so you know that's where that's where your 
your energy is going, your energy okay. is, is bar scenes or whatever is happening at that time, you know, okay. to, to make that a possibility. When you're a young, when you're a younger teenager, yes, those are, that's very interesting to you, but it's not a possibility. You realize that for, for most teenage, young teenagers. <laughs> okay. So you just put, you, you know, you sublimate all your, all your energy into some other, other interests. Are you and so, Skyrim? Is this what you're saying? Maybe. All right, fair enough. Uh, I think what you should do, first of all, this is a good open question to our listeners. Okay. Do you think, you know, uh, Gaps Between Generations is uh, is not... Uh, call to action! Yeah, let a call to action. But I'm just going to say, we have guests here who are a different generation than us. You could directly ask these uh, young people of today uh, what their feelings what are. What do they know? What do you know? Yeah, what do you guys know? Tell are, us! I mean, we are just millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but, so millennials is a big, is a, you know, is a... Whatever it is that makes you millennials is a is a big shift, like a generational shift that's happened that identifies you, you know. And so, what you know, we don't have to, we don't have to find out what it is, but yes, do you think that? Or we're not ending the show. I think, <laughs> find out what I think the biggest difference between our generation and previous generations is our generation grew up with the internet. Okay. Right, like it was yeah. there during our formative years. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that came out when I was like twenty. Right. Yeah. I was I was a child. I had the internet in my home. Twenty eight. Um. Maybe I think we first got the internet when I was like 10 in my house, mm. which is a great age to first get the internet. Um, nice. And like, I think because of that, we end up with a much more like wider sort of global sort of view. Like I, yeah. as a teenager, was making friends who lived on the opposite side of the country. Mm. Friends I still have never met, yeah. but I've known them now for like 20 years. Wow. Um, we talk regularly online. We play games together. Um, I've never met them, but I still count them as my friends. Yeah. Whereas previous generations, like your friend was the kid across the street. That's right? true. So not not right across the street, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, or down the block, or mm -hmm. you know. How do you know that? Right How do you know it was it down the block? <laughs> you been spying on me? Yeah, he's got the internet. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's got Google Maps. <laughs> yeah. You just go into the time travel mode. Back. <laughs> Way back. I haven't found this. Wait. Uh, that's a generational thing. That's yeah, I think you're right. That's, that's and that is a major. That's a major shift in in outlook and and. and thank God that's going away shortly. So yes. We'll go back to Who our wants a global outlook on life? <laughs> Let's get back to parochial, rustic thinking. Hooray! Yeah, that is the... I mean, yeah, we had to go and hunt out people that were like us as weirdos. Oh, we really had to hunt. Yeah. Took Ian and I four years to find each other. Okay, sure. Because we were in the same school. We were in the same room. We, we went to the same to junior... <laughs> we okay, went to the same junior like high school. It was a big anything. room, yeah. We went to the same junior high school, but we never knew each other there, even though, obviously, we're very... We're very simpatico with each other. Yeah. We never connected there. It, took, it wasn't until we got to senior high school, where it was even a bigger school and a, and a even a harder place to find and meet people in a way. Yeah. That's where we met each other. But that, but that point, it kind of established a personality and uh, a, mm, a don't good idea. Give, and don't give a fuckness about school. Yeah. Whereas I was just like in pure survival mode before then. Mm, mm. But yeah, the idea of like the when people do complain about the internet and just go, oh, it's so uh, distancing and you don't get that real contact, and it's like I remember what contact was like. That wasn't great. That was <laughs> most of the contact was uh, terrible. It was uh, yelling. And people throwing shit at me or uh, punching me, so that contact not so good. But uh, but you know they they say that you don't have that connection with people. But man, I I, I think like if I had the internet, that would have been really really good. Mm. You know, I would have been able to like you know find people like the kind of things I liked yeah. and uh, that kind of stuff. And instead, I had to just go downtown every day to you know just try well, and find another world. Even as an outlet, I mean, when when I was a kid, my friend and I, we you know from grade seven on, we made our own radio shows. We record them onto cassette tapes, and then we'd play them for ourselves. And that was as far as they ever went, because there wasn't really an outlet for us to yeah. take our cassette tapes 
We couldn't take them to Sea Fox and say, hey, we do our own radio, comedy radio show. Do you want to play it? Yes, we're going to take your two 11-year-old kids and we're going to play your comedy shows. It just doesn't work that way. But, you know, it would have been at least interesting to be able to have that as an outlet. And I think that's what's great about things like Vine, YouTube, podcasting, all these things as outlets for creativity. You know, like, you know Vine's gone, right? I know it's gone. Okay. But that's what I thought was great about it when yes. it existed. You know, and I suppose Instagram has that, but I really not noticed Instagram to be like a great format the way that Vine was for, for humor. I think Vine was just fantastic. I still watch Vine comps because they're still great. I don't watch Instagram comps. Maybe I've just maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the the internet I think was the big thing. That yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's, that's, that's fascinating. So Ryan agrees with me. Very good. Do you right. agree with Dave? If yes, good. If not, no. If not, that's also good. Also, by the way, uh, vote for who was your favorite guest today. Was it Ryan or was it Crystal? Ooh. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> really, uh, yeah. really make things put the, awkward. Put the pressure on. <laughs> and really get into why. Please vote. <laughs> please, by, please vote by putting into either tip jar that we have. Yeah, that's right. We have yeah, one tip there that says jar. Ryan. We have another tip there that says Crystal. You can vote. Oh, I take those very seriously when I'm in a coffee shop. <laughs> hmm, they, I don't know. They like when you do that. Horse-sized duck or duck-sized horse? <laughs> hmm. That's a tough question. That is a tough question. Hmm. Horses, horses, they got duck. those hooves. I know. Duck-sized horse. I would Ducks prefer, are mean. I would prefer, Ducks are mean, and they can fly. Don't yeah. forget they can fly. I would prefer a duck-sized horse. I don't want any kind of big ducks going around. And, and geese. Don't get me started on geese. Anyway, we got to go. It's kind of like Rap- as, asking uh. a cat-sized horse or a horse-sized cat. Uh, horse-sized, uh, a cat-sized horse. Wait, yeah, cat-sized horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a much big... better. Oh, yeah, better. a horse-sized cat would be terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> terrifying. We have those. They're called tigers. Yeah, tigers. <laughs> yeah, they kill you. Tigers are as big as horses, but anyway, I guess a small horse. Well, horses can be any size. Folks, if you want to contact us, you can uh, you can go to our website, at sneakydragon.com. We have a message board there. You can leave us messages. I love the little flurry of uh, of uh, comments that came just the other day. I, I missed them all. I read them at work today, and I was like, ooh, this is great. What uh, was the flurry about? You, uh, I don't know. Louise, <laughs> Louise wrote a couple times about some stuff, and Jay, Jay wrote to us, and Liam, Liam uh, threw in some <laughs> comments. Sorry that I called you on that one. <laughs> well, I don't remember. Thanks for all the wonderful wedding gifts. What'd you like? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I... Thing from that guy. Louise. Okay, Louise talked about. No, we don't have to. She it's fine. she called me my Bobby Sherman put down. And it was Bobby Sherman. She talked about the difference between Leaf Garrett and and some other person whose name I can't remember. And a bag remember. of leaves. And a bag <laughs> of leaves. <laughs> They're so different. They're almost the same. One you couldn't tell leave the difference. Out by the dumpster. And Actually, you know what? Here's. Well, I was while I was editing the show last Saturday. Yeah. I was listening and I was like, you know what? I'm going to look up who Leaf Garrett is on, on Wikipedia because I'm finally going to answer this question for myself. I didn't. I couldn't be bothered. Anyway, and then, uh, and then she, she made a mistake. She called some, some show, uh, Meet the Bridges, but it was actually Meet the Brides and that featured, um, someone that she thought was cute who I can't remember now. And then, uh, and then, um, Someone wrote in with a correction. That was Jay. He said that the wampas, what they, the tauntauns, what they rode, and the wampas, what attacked Luke, and I was all wrong, and Ian was right. Just so typical. Well, by the way, show. if you're a big fan of tauntauns, we do have a T-shirt that we, we sell. We have a T-shirt. That's true. That, it's a, uh, that a mix them up. Yeah, it's a mix them up between uh, Tintin as a tauntaun, and then it's Sneaky uh, Dragon. Sneaky Dragon. And, and if you go to our uh, website, you can it's uh, Ian's least favorite movie. Totally based. tauntaun. Totally tauntaun. Totally tauntaun. That's right. And then uh, it would be good if we did Star Wars. And then Liam, that'd show those guys, huh? Those Star Wars minute guys. You also made a comment 
and I don't remember what it was. It wasn't important. Oh, I just put up Bobby Sherman on the Partridge Family. <laughs> and uh, I'm just I'm going. I'm looking now because he called me on this. And now I, I feel bad that. All I, right. While I Dave's looking, you can also find us on Facebook where mm-hmm. you'll find some pictures of chocolate bars I put up. Uh, oh. You can also go to our oh, have a uh, comment. I have to moderate Twitter. Uh, Twitter, which is at sneaky underscore dragon, or we got Tumblr, that's sneaky dragon.tumblr. That's a way. Or sneaky d at sneaky dragon.com is our email. Oh. Sneaky d at sneaky dragon.com. Liam was excited that I mentioned the flop house. It was like his two favorite podcasts crossed oh, over. Oh, you mentioned it a second time now. It'd be extra. It's a good life. show. It's fun. It's a show that I've uh, I've been sort of uh, doing my usual thing, which is obsessing and listening to every episode in a row. Oh, my God. And that's why I get tired of things <laughs> and then move on. But anyway, it's a pretty good show. I, I've been listening to it for a while. What did you say? What did all you say? Them. Did I you did mention? Them all. Did you mention Twitter? Yeah. Did you mention Facebook? Yeah. Did you mention yes. email? Did you mention yes, email? I mentioned them all. Did you mention Tumblr? Yes. Did you mention we have a Patreon? No. Did you mention? Wait, Bar- what happened to Patreon this week? Didn't that all go? Oh to shit? no, it's it's all fine. They, they were gonna, it's all fine now. They were, right, we're do, only taking Bitcoin from. They this were going to do on. some weird fee. <laughs> they were going to do some weird fee structure, and, then uh, they, okay. and everyone went losing our shit, and they went, hey, we just throwing it out there. So yeah, it's all back to normal. Mm-hmm. And then, um, did you mention Barfelgarb? No, I did not. Did I mention Bumble, <laughs> which uh, you invented? And I didn't ripped invent off. Bumble. I didn't invent Bumble. Anyway. Oh, and by the way, let's mm-hmm. also say, uh, anyone that bakes us cookies, uh, God bless you. It's yeah. so good. Thanks so this much. This is a great trend that's continued. Louise Moon started it. <laughs> yes. You're keeping it going. <laughs> Thank you. I'm all. I'm all for this. And we're all. We're we're we are cookie positive here. And I'm glad you liked sorry. your pineapple last week. Oh, it was really good. Good. I'm glad here. Yeah, I cut it up the. The next day, and we uh, ate it. We went, is this different than it? It was a little different. It was uh, a little sweeter. A little sweeter. I think, I wish we'd cut it a day before. Mm -hmm. I think the longer you put it off, the more the acid. But anyway, it was good. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. (laughs) Thank you. Really appreciate it. We thank the pineapple, then we thank the guests. That's right. We always thank the pineapple. Thank the pineapple. (laughs) Thank the pineapple. You guys can make it. (laughs) I'm glad that we drew your name out of a hat. Uh, 14 shows ago or 15 shows ago 15 and thank shows you for ago. your patience and thank you for uh, what patience are they doctors no weird comment Ian uh, find out how soon you start doing dad jokes <laughs> <laughs> oh that's where we started right no, away oh, yeah. oh, yes nice. because yeah. it's your desire to make your child laugh and then once the laughter stops the desire to make your child groan which is just as good it's just as good yeah it started before we had the baby <laughs> <laughs> It's a g- genetic thing. Yeah, it's just a switch. Like, you find yeah. you're going to be a dad? Yeah. Dad jokes. Just <laughs> turns on. Yeah. So, so there you go. Genetics. Or Eugene Levy. Yeah, forget it. Thanks, guys. Anyway, watch Shit's Creek on CBC. <laughs> uh, starring eugenics. <laughs> Bye. Let's flush that down the internet.